Dude, shit's been fucking getting crazy out there, man. Like, remember what I put in the group chat today, dude? That fucking uh, news article? Yeah. Uh, oh, the Royal Caribbean cruise ship docks in Miami with 48 COVID-19 cases. Like, I feel like like it's like Groundhog Day, and now we're back to, like, square one. Yeah, like, because we got too comfortable. I mean, I've been, to, I've been guilty of it, too, and I think everybody has been guilty of it, like, of COVID scolding. You know, we're like, oh, you can't be going to clubs, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, during the summer, Pitchfork Festival opens up, Lollapalooza opens up, and it's just like, instead of feeling guilty about going to these events, people just make memes about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, that happened with totally. the Blues over the summer, where where they replaced all the uh, the the headliners and everything with just Delta. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, dude. It it seems like um, as time has moved forward, it seems like everyone's kind of like forgetting that we're in a pandemic or something. Yeah, I mean, I haven't forgotten. I mean, all the time I'll say the term um, mm-hmm. post pandemic. Like even when I wrote that A two B two article, I wrote like you know uh, a post pandemic concert or something, and it's like it's really not. We're actually uh, in the pandemic still. And it's getting worse. No, dude, seriously, like this Amoricron, like I don't know if you saw, but like that shit is like, um, it's like the most popular shit out there. <laughs> yeah, it's know? the most like, hype shit, bro. Everybody's in line for it, like fucking Jordans, bro. There, there is a, it's so funny <laughs> yeah, because yeah. okay, there's this, <laughs> there's this, um, like outdoor mall that they put up, um, across the street from the Teterboro Airport, uh, but mm. nearby where I live, and they have yeah. a shoe store, and then they have a minute clinic. And I saw the line, and I was like, oh, shit, people are getting Jordans. And then it was, like, for the Minute Clinic. And I was like, what the fuck? Hmm. I legit thought that people were, like, in line for Jordans. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're still in this pandemic. Everyone's getting tested. Every, you know, like, the numbers are spiking, like, everywhere. I wanted to also mention, just, like, as a little as a little aside, I wanted to put it on the story, but I wasn't able to get a good picture. Um, the Teterboro Airport is where Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. And I go there often. I go to Chipotle, uh, Chick-fil-A. Really? uh walmart you know once in a while it's like literally yeah. two minutes from my house um, really you, you, so you have your meetings there huh just wanted to flex just wanted to name drop <laughs> well, name drops yeah so where were you in like 2007 <laughs> like, i love like, this arc <laughs> <laughs> continuing from last episode which is like yeah. <laughs> ski mask ryan with like <laughs> smiling next to like elon musk and jeffrey yeah bro like fucking is like, are you going to go down, like, the um, fucking Chick-fil-A with Jeffrey Epstein? Of course it would be Chick-fil-A, huh? Yeah, me and, yeah, me and his, his uh, what people think is his body double, but it's actually him. We get the Chick-fil-A all the time. Uh, he always makes me pay. I thought that he was, like, investing in Bitcoin and had all this money and all this whatever and all this clout. This man's a broke boy. Every time we pull through the <laughs> drive-thru, this motherfucker is like, oh, oh, I forgot my card at home. Bitch, you didn't forget your card. He's like, oh, it's all the pants. You know, I got a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a billion. I bought a lot of pants. <laughs> Bro, he's like uh, uh, he's like the hard rock Nick of, of billionaires. He's just like, my, my, my shirt is pink. You know what I mean? Like, I got the Gucci shoes. And then you take him out to dinner and it's like, oh, I forgot my card in my, in my Lamborghini. Mm. He sees the bill and he's just like, yeah, excuse me, I gotta go use the bathroom real fast. More like Jeffrey Brokstein. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the Omnicronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one, man. Thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just been kind of crazy. Like, I've, like the numbers are going up. Um, shit is, you know, hidden close. Like, it, it's just been wild past, like, a couple of weeks. And I, I just noticed, too. Like, it just seems like, yeah, the internet just kind of memes it. It's, it's kind of like a, a joke now. But it's just like, like it, it'd be funny if, like, you know, we weren't in a pandemic still. 
Yeah, I think what people don't understand, and you know, this might be a controversial opinion. I don't want to get too far into this because I was at the, the all the all the protests yeah. during the summer, like all like the BLM protests. I was there, you know what I mean, uh, last summer. So I, like, I, I'm not saying that like those were wrong or anything, but one of the points that I brought up, I remember in our group chat was like, um, yeah. is it safe for people to be out on the streets like that, like in large numbers? And I remember like in France, it was like a hundred thousand people, and that was right like mid like lockdown and everything. And I was just oh, like, yeah. I know it's a just cause, but it's like, like, is this going to be, is that a super spreader event? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, back then it was a just cause. So people, and and I think everybody did treat it well. And there really wasn't like, con- they couldn't trace any like Corona stuff from those protests. Like it was actually like in the news mm-hmm. on the New York times, it was like not happening, not real. And I had to admit to you guys that was wrong, but now it's not a just cause. Now it's like, you're going to a Cardi concert and you're, you're just like the conservatives who are going to go see Kid Rock massless. It's the same shit. Yeah, wow, man, you really, wow, bravo. Nail what's the difference? The head right there. Straight up, what's the difference? I mean, okay, so like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, like you were saying, like before, like we even hopped on, it's just like it is kind of like, like, there, what is the difference? You know, it's just like getting COVID at a concert where like a small venue, no one's wearing a mask, or right. like uh, going to go see Donald Trump or some shit. You know, like, you know, like of course it gets totally different, but it's like you're still doing the same practices. Like, e- even if you like, it's not like you're there for the same shit. Well, it's, it's like the identity politics thing where it's just like, oh, I'm there for, you know, again, with the with the BLM protest, again, I admitted I was wrong because everybody was yeah. being careful and nothing did come out of that. And it, and mm-hmm. I was afraid that it was, but nothing did. But now people are safe. People think that everything is safe. People are like, oh, we're post pandemic, this and that and the other thing. And it's just like rolling loud yeah. festivals every other week. Like, you know what I mean? And people that are considered liberals who would be like scolding people and would be like, oh, like, you know, telling conservatives you can't have like bike rallies and stuff. Rightfully so. And now they're just like, yeah, they're at the Cardi concert, 80,000 people in the stadium, nobody's wearing a mask, nobody's distanced. No one's wearing a mask, everyone's moshing, everyone's just like, forgetting right. everything all happened. And we know that it's spreading. It's not even like, it's not even like during the summer when I went and saw Kanye, where it was like, ah, is it like, you know, is it, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Now it's like, there's sp- there's real noticeable spikes. Well, that, no, shit's changed, you know, like, it is not the same America that it was, like, three months ago or even in the beginning of the year you know what i mean no, it's like, not. i feel like we've just been changing like at first we were like okay cool we got the right guy in there things are gonna get better well i mean i was always <laughs> we did not get I the mean, right guy in there but <laughs> you know what i mean like we as in like yeah you not, know. orange man bad i know we were orange on the, man we, were, we were all on the same page <laughs> you know what i mean yeah we're all on the same page but it's just like like this this dude i mean like you know like i'll say you know his new dog does look cute but it just like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that's what you're like. What do you you know? I feel like his PR team is just so baffled right now. They have no idea how to make this guy more likable. This one day <laughs> expired grape tomato head ass coming out every month, like once a month, and just being like, oh, like if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, your whole family's gonna die. But like getting vaccines, it's impossible. Oh, you want to get a test? Oh, you're gonna have to wait in line for five hours. Oh, you don't want to do that? Well, then you're gonna die, and so is your, so is your whole family. It's like. Bro, like, could you be more fucking insensitive? Like, Jesus Christ, dude! No, seriously, man. Yeah, his, like, man, yeah, his press release was not cool at all. Like, no. that shit was very aggressive. You know what, too? Like, I got, I, I saw that too, and my first thought was just like, this dude, like, like, did not realize the big of a job he really had when he had to take over from Donald Trump. Like, like, the, we're still having the same problems that Donald Trump started. But like now, I feel like it's just getting worse because they're getting like forgotten a bit. No, because he's because he's forgetful and he's asleep at the wheel and he's just not like at all. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to say, first and foremost, Donald Trump is a piece of shit, and he's the one who started this whole fucking thing. And he could have he he dismantled the um the virus team uh, up top. He like you know continued to let things happen and said, oh, you can wear a mask, don't wear a mask, like all this stuff, like oh, don't get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Maybe we should get vaccinated, like being like in the same way. But um, at least he was on TV. Uh, Biden, I don't fucking see him. And then he pops up once in a while to give no solutions and just give all the problems, and then and then he goes back to sleep. It's like. Oh, like if you don't get vaccinated or you don't get tested, like you're, you and your family are going to die. Um, um, can we shut down all the stadiums across America, no more concerts, and make the parking lots into testing centers? Uh, no, we can't do that. No, yeah, can't do that. You like just he, fend for yourselves, he, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like that's why it's been getting so bad. And plus, like a, a big issue too from like the Trump era shit that kind of transferred over. Like what I was talking about was like fake news, misinformation, definitely, like. Like, like, literally, like, like, after watching, like, Channel 5 and, like, kind of seeing, like, how, like, the Trump supporters kind of justify their actions of, like, the anti-mask rallies and shit, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, these people fully believed in what, like, Donald Trump said, like, like, to their heart. You, you Definitely. know what I mean? Definitely. Like, it was just, it, like, they were completely brainwashed and shit, but it's just, like, holy shit, like, this dude had, like, this, like, power on these people. And then and now that Biden's president, those people don't even believe that motherfucker's president. You know no, they I mean? still don't like, believe he's president. And they believe that Donald Trump's going to come back. And and honestly, if Biden keeps doing this horrible job and it's just like, oh, well, who's going to be in tw- – people aren't even talking about him running again in 2024. And Trump is going to come back. And then they're going to go, oh, he's been president all along. Like, And it's going to confirm their delusions. No, seriously, it's just fucking insane. Like – ah come on dude like like come on you need to address that shit you gotta be like hey guys like let's just talk about like real i don't know maybe put a bill of like you need to be fact checked or some shit i don't know but you know freedom speech i don't know it's a complicated issue there's no one way to solution to this but like i don't know he's got to think of something to do because that's because like this misinformation is what's causing people not to get vaccinated and those people who aren't vaccinated are the ones who are fucking mutating this shit yeah and like yes gonna make all the vaccines worthless you you know what i mean like like there's not gonna be like a final vaccine shot like there's not gonna be a final one like those people are waiting for that well because they keep this shit's gonna these people complain oh i'm not gonna get a vaccine because what i'm gonna have to get one every six months now it's like you haven't gotten your first one and everybody else is suffering and having to get it every six months because of you and like because of all of you, not just because of one person or one individual action. It's 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 that plus the capitalism aspect of it. Where again, I went to a minute clinic yesterday. That shit did not take a minute. That shit took four hours. And and these like things should not be outsourced to these small little offices with three people like just, that just want to go home that are just like you and me. Again, it should be taken over by the fucking military. They should take. They should shut down all the stadiums. No more concerts. No more sporting events. No more this. No more that. Lockdowns again. Boom, tents in this in all the fucking stadiums. Test everybody, vaccinate everybody. Like, let's go. Like, let's mm. go. We're a huge country, and we do everything on, on big proportions except for helping people and saving people and public safety. We turn public safety into a fucking commodity, and we and we just let everybody just like, oh, like first come first serve. You you, you want to get your Jordans? You got to show up at four a.m. If you don't show up, well, whole, oh, I guess you and your whole family is gonna die. It's like, bro, <sighs> take some fucking action, you fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. Dude, honestly, I mean, I don't know if getting the military involved is like. <laughs> no, I mean the National Guard. That's what they no. did when the when it when the first. Um... No, what this needs to be, what needs to happen, I think, is that. Bro, Biden... we spend so much money on the military. Why don't we use them for something besides bombing fucking brown people? How about that? Bro, because because we're gonna send them for the vaccine, and that's just gonna. <laughs> They're gonna be, they'll be like, oh wait, you don't want us to be hostile towards these people? Yeah. No, what what we need to do is Biden needs to stop being like 
telling every city, telling every mayor, every governor to do whatever they want to do. He needs to be, <laughs> be like, this is what we need to do. Bro, he's <laughs> such a pussy. I'm sorry, honestly. I mean, yeah. Trump was a dick and Trump was a piece of shit, but Biden is a pussy. I'm sorry. His administration is pussy. I mean, like, yes. Like, he, he hasn't done anything that like, that, like, us as, like, his main camp, like, once yet at all. Not at like, all. He hasn't done anything. Cancel Trump, my loans, bitch. How about right? that? Dude, Trump... Trump literally like like his followers would be like yeah like let, let's let's lock these like the borders up and he's like you want that you got it let's <laughs> yeah. fucking do it yeah dude it's just like it is just like wild though you know what I mean like it's just like he's just like oh wow like it sucks how they're doing this to you and it's just like bro you're the dude in charge. <laughs> yeah. you, you're doing it to us <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> Oh my god. Bro, like yeah. <laughs> like get a load of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> get a load of this guy. <laughs> Bro, you're the guy. What you do you mean? Bro, Biden, like, you're backstage at the Brockhampton concert. You're the hose. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're the president. The, you're the president, bro. <laughs> Man, we wanted you to end this shit. Not just fucking pretend it's gone. <laughs> no, and he doesn't. And he's just like, yeah, if you're not vaccinated, your whole, you and your whole family's dead. And and the whole the other thing about this thing, if you want the booster, like the booster is the only thing that's going to stop this Omicron thing. You need to wait mm. six months, bro. You know how much is going to change in six months? There's going to be another variant. And then it's going to be another, like, people are going to be back behind again. And then people are going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, what, now I'm going to get vaccinated again? I'm already, like, I'm already two things behind and I've already had COVID eight times. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, my body's already used to it. It's like, stop, <laughs> enough. Dude, my, body, dude, my body's not going to, watch, it's going to be like by the eighth vaccine, they're going to be like, oh, like, you know, your hair might fall out. And they'll be like, I told you. <laughs> it's just like, bro, we're the 13th variant right now. Like, what the fuck? I don't know who's to blame for this anymore. Like, it's hard to, to it, continue, I want to continue to point fingers, but it's just like, there's so many people in America. There's 400 well, million just, people in America. You know America. what? It's just Americans. We're all stupid. Oh my God. I hate us. Well, we're all stupid in our own ways. You know what I mean? I hate living it's just here, bro. like we all think, and we all think we're better than the other party. But it's just like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're doing the exact same thing as the other party. It's just reverse. But like, <laughs> no, it just, it just everything just like, is everything is literally just, you know, shout out neoliberal hell on uh, on Instagram. That's like a really good Instagram account. Um, we're living in neoliberal hell. That's all it is. It's just like back and forth. These people are just like. I'm getting on my chat for shit, but it's just like, it's really, no, yeah, just, it's, like, it's really just like a clear, like nice code over everything. And then we just do garbage. It's just like, everybody's dying of COVID. We're continuing to like fuck around in the Middle East. We're continuing to we fuck. Can't even build, we can't even build a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We can't even get that approved of just like, we want to make it better for Americans. And people are like, nah. Bro, we, we, like, we, what do you, you know what, it, you know what's the other fucking thing about, that pisses me off so much? Like, like what? Bernie was not, was not the last hope or whatever. Or Bernie was kind of the last hope, but like the whole thing is like the, in this country, like, l- like true, like leftist ideas and true, like you like, um, not communism, but like socialism and stuff. It's just like, no, like, it cannot be done. Like the media completely pushes it out. That's why Bernie, he literally won the debate against Biden. He won all those supporters, but you look it up now and it's like, oh, he didn't win shit. Like they changed the narrative completely. And it's because, and they did this again in South America. They went down to South, the U.S. went down to South America. And any, any time that there was like a, um, a, a socialist movement or anything that wasn't capitalist, bro, they sent in right wing death, death squads, fucked all that shit up. And then, and then they, and then they try and come up to our country because it's like their country is all fucked up because of us. And then Kamala Harris goes, oh, don't come. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't come. And, and it, our it, our country is just a capitalist, horrible machine, and that's why Elon Musk has so much money, and Jeff Bezos has all, has all this money. It's just a fucking monstrous, like, capitalist hell that we're all living in, 
And like, if we had socialism, like we can do the things that I was saying where the national guard shuts it down. We can tell people like, do this, do that. And people will listen and trust us. But no, it's like, everybody has to fend for themselves. And that's what, that's what, that's what we're living in right now. Because, because the U S refuses to acknowledge socialism as the number one thing. Socialism is the fucking best. And we refuse to acknowledge it because what do you do over here? You get rich. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, dude, anything with that chance to, you know, own the factory you know anything. yeah for real <laughs> for real the workers should own the factory you know what i mean that's how it should be but no we, we need to have one dickhead owning everything that's what we need to do and then everybody else can fend for themselves and then and then point fingers at each other mm -hmm. that's all it is yeah anyway uh, music so <laughs> that was all to say so you know i'm sorry to go on my soapbox i've been watching yeah. a lot of Hassan piker um, yo me too man <laughs> i'm just like yo he got banned off twitch too i was just yeah. like you're saying cracker. You're saying cracker. Oh what? shit! You should probably believe that out. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> the c word. Yeah. The well, c not word. that c word. The other c word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the one that actually matters. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just again we're living in neoliberal hell right now. That's all it is. And um, I wanted to talk about the future of our of like the brand and the thing, but I don't know if I want to go to concerts anymore. I'm kind of done. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we definitely got to take a break. It's just like. Yeah, it's just wild because, like, yeah, because that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I was thinking of, like, oh, man, I want to go to this. Like, I, I want to go to, like, Don Don Tour. I want to, like, like go to, like, all these concerts and shit. But then, like, I was like, damn, like, it's like it's looking pretty bad out there. Like, like I was thinking about, like, going to, like, um, like the bars and shit in, like, Philly, at, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, during the Christmas break and shit. And fucking now I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if I even want to go out anymore. Like, it's getting bad. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what to do anymore, bro. It's just like ugh. all the things that I go to, everybody is like on the same page. Everybody's vaxxed. Everybody has their booster. It doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter if you're going to a liberal event. It doesn't matter if you're going to a kid rock concert. It doesn't matter if you're going to a Trump rally. It doesn't matter if you're going to a Pete Buttigieg rally. It doesn't matter what you're going to. Like this virus doesn't give a fuck what your political alignment is. It doesn't care about it doesn't care about anything except for just like infecting you and your family mm -hmm. and, the, and the people you love. That's it. It's all it cares about yeah. Yeah, like, these imaginary fucking lines, like, of, like, righteousness and shit, like, it's just like, yo, shut the fuck up, just get vaccinated, just fucking stay quarantined for a bit, if you're sick, you know, stay home if you're sick, come out if you're thick, like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, uh, nah, I, but double, I, I, uh, I stand that, absolutely. You know, like, fucking, not even, I don't know, you think, like, we'll end in, um, actually no we're done talking about <laughs> yeah music yeah yeah oh, so man. so the future of the page is not looking grim uh, it's not looking grim the future of the page is going to be good we're going to be good no matter yeah, what i mean because... yeah I, I mean we were born in the darkness you brother know? we're like... pinned yeah 100 <laughs> percent. we started we're born in the darkness <laughs> yeah we were born in the darkness <laughs> bro if we lock down we can get more guests than we would get uh uh because nobody's gonna be touring, so you know yeah, what? You know, you know, I did think that. I was thinking like, like, oh shit, like our like our bread and butter of DMing like artists, uh, you know, like the possibility of them actually seeing is gonna go way up because everyone's gonna be on their phones because we might be locked down again. Motherfuckers gonna be at home again. And 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 again, I want to say to people out there who think, oh, like you guys are like uh, being opportunistic or whatever. No, if if things if concerts were safe to go to, I would be going to concerts and getting front row pictures, and that's what I, that's what I would be doing. That'd be my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. I'd be interviewing people in person. I'd be doing this and that. But if things lock down, I'm gonna be hitting up artists. You know what I mean? We need to survive. Uh, just like um, uh, Ice Age, content machine, content machine, baby. Just like Ice Age said <laughs> on their on their album, seek shelter. The song Shelter song. You know, they knock you when you're up, they kick you when you're down. 
you got to fucking stay up. You can't be whatever happens. You got to fucking roll with the punches. And uh, that's it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to whatever happens. We're going to we're going to continue to do our thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> spread anti not covid spread anti not covid. Wait, wait, what? Spread, spread anti art COVID? Spread anti not COVID. Oh, spread anti not COVID. Proliferate okay. that shit. You know, tell your friends about it. You know, get all those shares, all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wear the yeah, shirt. Hashtag. Hashtag us. <laughs> all that stuff. Spread us like a virus and not the actual virus. Stay home and go on anti art. Read our articles. Yeah. We got hella articles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we do. And um, yeah, we're about to come out with like probably, you know, uh, some of our best uh, shit of the year right now. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited to drop our next shit. The um, top 100 songs of the year list and the top 100 albums of the year. actually planned ahead for once yeah like, for once <laughs> <laughs> well kind of i mean yeah it's kind of sort of uh it's been a little bit haphazardous but we got the square uh by the time this comes out the square should be out i think this is the last square the podcast episode i'm gonna clip this this is 22 minutes and 20 seconds in i'm gonna clip this for the instagram page uh give you guys a little bit of a peek behind the wall yeah, uh, a little sneak peek. Yeah, <laughs> this is the well, f- you're you're on the ninth square right now. If you're if you're listening to uh, on our page, um, you know, welcome. Uh, look at the square; it's beautiful. We got Hasbulla, yeah. we got Himbo Hassan, um, Japanese breakfast, Arca, uh, lots of people in this little square. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, like a who's who of anti art of like people we talked about, people we appreciated over the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of just like a. Yeah, just like a big uh, mosaic, um, <laughs> big mosaic. Memory. A fuckery, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a fever dream of this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the year, this year was a fever dream, literally. Literally. Oh man! So we're gonna, I guess, go go on the list. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which one do you want to start with first? Um, we can start with the uh, the memes. We can start with the music videos, the songs, or the albums. I'll, I'll give you dealer's choice here. You know, it's just doing the order of the the post, I guess. Right? All right. So the first thing we posted was uh, the memes, best memes of twenty twenty one. Yeah, sounds good to me. Number one, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Number twenty, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty is good. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude, that's so funny. Uh, that's a good segue. We should have started with that. <laughs> let's go, Brandon. No, but um, 
honestly funny. Uh, I I I do like that meme a lot. I I do think it's it's like overused, but just because like I'm like ah oh, they got us like that's <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like that it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I highly re- recommend the Chapo Trap House episode. Um, um, I think it was on the Patreon. It's called Let's Fuck Brandon. Great episode. <laughs> they just talk about this for like forty minutes and talk about how we can both enjoy it, how, how everybody can enjoy it. So this uh, this part of the post was definitely inspired by that. And I said, in a country where people either vote blue no matter who or own the libs, it's hard to get caught up in the middle. Uh, there are rare moments where leftists who don't listen to Pod Save America can get a goof off on both sides. And let's go Brandon is that moment. So, you know, I think it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's, he's bridging the gap because, like, you know, a, a lot of people are chanting, you know, let's go Brandon. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... <laughs> All right, um, the next meme. Got a little narcissistic with it. I'm going to skip to 15. Uh, World of Garbage's niche internet micro-celebrity chart of truth, um, which includes Anti-Art versus Azealia Banks, which is surprisingly pretty low on the uh, iceberg here. Um, well, well, I think the iceberg is for, like, um, you know, like, like that's, like, the deep... We're about to go to the deep state of, of the internet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the deep, deep state, state of the internet. Right below us is Bjork's daughter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro before and, and under her is fucking demon accounts yeah demon accounts oh, you're not ready you guys are not ready for that conversation <laughs> yeah. and you're not ready for world of garbage secretly ran by ray william johnson you're just not <laughs> this has basically been a weird um troy's been playing skyrim a lot and this is basically like my den of thieves or like um um what do you call it? what's the uh thieves guild this is my thieves, thieves guild, guild side plot that I embarked on <laughs> interviewing meme pages, talking to them, befriending them, uh, doing podcasts with them. Uh, and this is the, uh, uh, doing an article, uh, <laughs> based on, you know, <laughs> befriending a New York times reporter, uh, because of memes. Uh, mm-hmm. and I love this more than all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The anti versus Zelia Banks. Uh, <laughs> He's better than all that shit. It's better than all of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, literally like, yeah, it was crazy. We wrote a whole ass article, and um, that was yeah, that was that that was a whole crazy journey. Like, you know, what Dude, I mean? it was it was just crazy, just because like, I, like I just couldn't believe like people like in verified accounts are fucking with our shit, seeing our shit. I was just like, wow, okay, like that's pretty cool. Like, and plus, like I don't know, like even though like Zelly Banks did like uh, Flame was pretty good, but she flamed us so good that like, <laughs> it's Bro, a good she, she flamed us so good we got fuel out of it. It's beautiful. Like you know oh, what I mean, man. I, yeah. I, you know how many times I can post the Azalea Banks thing and people still go, oh, like you were just holding on to this, but bitch, eight hundred likes a post. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean. It's just don't, don't act like you didn't laugh though. <laughs> it's a good running joke. Yeah, it's a good. It's very well, good. <laughs> yeah one day if we ever get to meet her we gotta be like yeah what the hmm. <laughs> Azalea. it's crazy anyway uh number 12 himbo himbo bimbos thembos and dashbo uh i like this meme a lot because uh number one it's a it's a the only meme that you know it's the only thing that allows me to make fun of people that are uh more attractive than me um <laughs> and it's inclusive playing it's very inclusive oh my god it's very inclusive, and it's just like, you know, like, you're such a himbo, bimbo, thembo. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's all, you know, it's kind of like, like, just like one of those kid jokes, but like, you know, it seems pretty, pretty great. Yeah, I, I like the meme because, again, it, it, it's making fun of people that are more attractive than you while also, like, recognizing they're more attractive than you. It's like, I don't know. It's it's just a very inclusive meme, and I, I, I enjoy it. Um, number five, 
beat the the, the underscore allegations. Oh yeah, that 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 was a good uh, <laughs> that was a good uh, couple of weeks in the internet, you know. Yep. Uh, you beat the anything can fit in these allegations. It's like and plus like the picture of like of uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like relief in his in his face he's just like thanking god it's just like oh who hasn't been there after they beat the who farted allegations <laughs> and i put oh thank god i beat the having a sex allegation praise jesus i beat the meat allegation <laughs> like <laughs> this really is just this is just cards against humanity like in 2021 and as troy troy has said in the past i don't know if troy stole this from somewhere but yes time is a flat circle it's correct and memes prove it <laughs> time is a flat sir. it's from a uh, true detective man you gotta watch that show i need to watch it yeah i know I, I, I during that break that we have i'm gonna catch up on all the movies of this year i'm gonna catch up on all the shows i haven't watched you know yeah dude true detective is a crazy ride i mean like maybe after you watch it we can talk about it on the pod like yeah for it, sure it is a very good show <clears throat> i'll watch that shit let me i have a little little piece of paper here i'm gonna do 2021 movies and i'm gonna watch true detective season one that's all I yeah, want. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, right. That's all you need is the first season. The, the rest are like I heard they're real bad, and I'm like I don't even want to give them a chance. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, of of people just wanting to see the same shit over and over again, uh, Kanye antics. Everybody loves Kanye a good antics. Kanye antic. Number four, baby. Oh man, yeah, dude. Kanye, like, it's just so funny because like he tries so hard to not be seen, but that just makes him being seen even more. Like, right? <laughs> you know, it's just him wearing the mask pretending he's not who he is but everyone's like oh that's fucking kanye west <laughs> yeah he draws so much attention to himself and how did he drink that espresso i i still am perplexed to this day about how he he was drinking espresso with michael cohen how did yeah. he drink it <laughs> through the mask up the, yeah he, he just cut a hole himself and he just put put the uh, cappuccino in there you know if people want to follow along uh antiart.blog uh go to it should be on the front page it should be 2021 lists or if you're listening to this in the future when we're making millions or if we're like homeless um go to review slash lists and go to lists and go to top memes and go to number four kanye antics and uh yeah uh i put like gary v attempting even a attempting even for a single moment to try to uh, actually fucking typo there to try and understand what possesses Kanye to do the things he does will give the average person brain damage why did he premiere his album three times light himself on fire and then do a mock wedding with his model ex-wife uh, why did he go on an internet show get drunk and insult his former signee what possessed him to feature uh, glob go glab glab twice on his deluxe Donda record and why the fuck was he walking around in spooky mass for a month only stopping briefly to have an espresso or two with Michael Cohen we have not a single answer to any of these questions but this man has single-handedly become a living, breathing meme. Yes, honestly, everything he does is just so, it's just so memeable. Like even like at the Larry Hoover concert, like like him like singing uh more specifically Kimberly. Yeah, you know that shit was fucking like, <laughs> like it was so funny, but it was also like oh like I hope yo I hope she comes back, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah I know. Um, it's crazy to following the story of him. If you care, and even if you don't care and you just hate him and you want to like make fun of him, like so much material. Like you just get so much material. You can call him a cuck. For, you know, Pete Davidson being with his wife or, you know what they I mean? They saw Spider-Man together, you know? Like, there's no going back. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whose idea was to watch Spider-Man. Pete's or A couple of hours before SNL. It's so funny. It's so funny that, it, honestly, shout out to Pete Davidson because SNL is a joke and he treats it like it, <laughs> you know? He's like, I'm not rehearsing. He's like, I'm not rehearsing. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. 
I'm the most popular person. I'm going to smoke right. crack before the show. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> and they're like, nothing. Dude, I love on that show, too, because like, they're just like, and here's Pete Davidson. And he goes, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up? I, I'm, I just came from my mom's basement. I just got my deck sucked by eight models. <laughs> it's just like... It's like, oh, oh, what, oh, what, what model or actress um, do you want to have on the show next week, Pete? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, like you let's know. Mi- let's mix it up. Let's get uh, <laughs> let's get a Bella Danger on the show. It's like that's not an actress, Pete. Oh, just get her on the show. It'd be great. <laughs> just get her on the show. It's a throwaway. Just get a Bella Danger on the show. Throwaway joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> it'd be great. Yeah, l- yeah, yo, let me do a skit with her that I wrote. <laughs> Where I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> Where we have sex. <laughs> it's actually a porn video. And they're like, I don't know about that one, Pete. He's like, it'll be great, trust me. <laughs> we can do it as a digital short. <laughs> Come on, Lord. It'd be great. <laughs> All right. The next one, let's get through this list because we'll be here all night. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, NFTs, NFTs. Not, not much to say about NFTs uh, <laughs> at this point. Dude, it, I mean, I don't know. The joke could be on us in the future. I doubt it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's the Schro- I put that. It's uh, you know we're we're in parallel thinking here with the Schro- with the Schrodinger's cat. I said uh, if you don't go on OpenSea, they might as well not exist. But you know if you pour all your money into it, you could make all this money. So it's just like ah, who knows. And, uh, you know, who fucking knows? And I don't care. And I'm not investing a single dime into a fucking NFT. NFT. Fuck that shit. Me neither. Also, why are they all look so ugly? <laughs> why do they make them all into monkeys? I don't understand. When did that, when did, what, why did that happen? Why monkey? Why monkeys, though? Out of all the... Uh, you know, it's just like... Honestly, when the NFTs first came out, I was like, oh, th- those sound cool. I'm like, you probably get some like cool artwork from it. <laughs> it's just like a fucking monkey with a mustache, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not looking at the article right now, but um, I'm just like I'm just right. on Twitter, and everyone talks about NFTs. That's fine. It's so for, annoying. For the people at home, look up Beeple. Go on Beeple.crap. That guy is amazing at NFTs. He's the one who pretty much started the trend, and it's just like these really cool 3D like models and like project like like pictures of like Buzz Lightyear like like naked or something. But it's like it 800 feet tall, and it's like moving, and it's like really like really out there shit. Um, Beeple is amazing, and he's cool. And NFTs of that ilk are cool, and like that's stuff that I can imagine like making money and like in like fifty years like being in a, like a digital museum or something. But this is garbage. Um, uh, but you know who's not garbage? Hasbula, number two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Hasbula, man. He's been honestly, he's been a real one. Uh, love him or hate him, my man's he's the goat. Love him or hate him, the only dog's on top. You know, and Hasbula ain't gonna lie until you, whatever, I don't know, whatever 50 cents is. Well, until he gets to the so- uh, top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, Hasbula, he, I don't know, like, it's just something about, like... Uh, <laughs> something about Hazi. <laughs> I, I don't know, it's just, like, whatever he does, it's just, like, it's just so funny. Like, he's just driving down the highway, like, <laughs> he's just whipping that shit around. <laughs> I know, he just loves to drive, like, ATVs and... There's this video, there was this one, it was, his memes were getting a little bit stale for a second, and then all of a sudden they brought him to the zoo, and a cheetah, like, charged at him, and all of a sudden it was like, boom, he's back. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like Khabib off, dude, they're like, oh, is he gonna fall off? No, he wins again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He always wins. I mean, hell, dude, like, he's like best friend with, like, boxers and shit, too. Like, fucking, you see him, like, on that dude's fucking lap, like, at a big, like, <laughs> UFC fight, like, he just holds him like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I know, what's that guy's name? Islam something, right? 
Is that your... uh, I, I forget who that is, but um, yeah. I just remember I literally saw it the other day, and I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Oh yeah. man! All right. Um, At number one. Number one. Little drum roll. Oh, trash. Is it, yeah. Is it's it a Chet, surprise? Baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chet. Fucking Chet Hanks. It's oh, your boy uh, Chetna. Chetna. Get up the. Nah, I'm not going <laughs> Big up the youth. Big up the youth. <laughs> no, but um, up like seven. No, but. <laughs> I don't know, just something about Chad. You know, he like honestly, like he, he's he's really funny. He's real natural. Like whatever he does, like whether the joke's on him or with him, like he he always like. <laughs> it's like he can't tell. It, honestly, I can't tell either. Like I can't tell if he's like a genuine dude or just like. I don't know. <laughs> this is what he loves doing. I don't. Whatever he's doing, this is what he loves doing. He's the man, uh, and like every time he, I see him in his car um, with a video on, I know he's about to say some like pretty great shit. Either great shit or um, speaking of all the COVID talk, uh, the one thing I don't like about Chad that almost knocked him down to like two is his his opinions on COVID are terrible. However, the content is not terrible. The content is always hilarious because he offers the dumbest possible takes on COVID. <laughs> he's like he's like the shampoo is not is uh he's like the shampoo you use is like uh authenticated by the fda but not the vaccine and you're gonna use this you know what i mean <laughs> shampoo oh well yeah honestly like i mean i feel like chet's like the person you shouldn't like you know like he's not like a news source <laughs> like, no chet is not a news source um anyway so that's our memes list pretty good memes i think Ch- chet uh white boy summer uh not a song of the year but um let's skip the music videos fuck that we don't have we don't we don't have unlimited time here let's skip to the songs yeah nobody who the fuck gives a fuck about music videos yeah not me uh okay you know what <laughs> we'll just run through the top five uh number <laughs> number five uh fk twigs on the weekend tears in the club um that's a, this is a real sneaky song oh, really yeah this it's came out too right i know it came out like a week ago and it's it's really good um i've been listening to it a shit ton um i put it at like number 20 i think on our top like list of uh, maybe 25 of like songs um it's just a stellar pop song and it's like um the more you listen to it the more not experimental it gets but like the more artful it is and the more like the way that she says things and the way that she constructs the chorus and everything is like very it's very artful and it's not it's different than other pop music it's like it's like art pop, like in a in a way, but it's good. You could put it on in front of people, and it wouldn't like stand out in some weird way. But. Yeah, honestly, like her with the weekend together, like you know, it just yep. seems like a like a pairing that you just wouldn't expect. Like, like seeing them together in a song, I was like, wow, okay, like this is definitely gonna hit some like you know, like do some overlapping with like fan bases of like people from the mm-hmm. mainstream and uh, kind of the underground. That's why I respect the weekend because he he's he's not, it's not like Ed Sheeran where he's just like playing the numbers. Like, oh yeah, if I get. You know, uh, this if I have this genre on my album or I do this feature, it's gonna get this number. Is it just like, yeah, he'll work. Sheard wouldn't have somebody like FKA Twigs on his uh, album. No, you FKA Twigs I mean? would not fucking. She wouldn't do, go on his album. <laughs> no, she would not. <laughs> so, oh, but uh, that's what I respect about her a lot. And then number four, uh, our mutual, another person that during the year that we kind of like linked up with. Um, uh, Kimberly Stuckwise and Toby L's um, Sour Prom, <clears throat> Olivia Rodrigo Sour Prom video. Um, I thought that was excellently done. Um, the whole, the only thing about this video that I, that bothers me is that they don't have the full version of it anymore. They like got rid of it and they just like cut out the highlights. 
um, which are all good, you know what I mean? But, but, I, but my, the thing I, that I liked about the sour problem so much is that it wasn't a live shooting, but it was a, um, it was like a one take thing that they, they were doing essentially. It was, Oh really? That, yeah. It that's was so nice. Yeah. It was mostly all on like one take or they would cut it up between scenes, but like each music video was like one take and it was like flowed together really well. And, uh, I would have put it at like number one, but I can't show anybody the video. So it's like kind of, it's almost like if we gave Kanye's like, uh, uh, bootlegs number one or something, I was like, I can't. You know, mm-hmm. no, totally. Speaking of which, uh, number three is Kanye West. It's yeah, another clip thing. Another clip thing from a giant performance that you can't see ever again. Yeah, come to life, <laughs> man. Man, you know what's funny? Like, like, I know we started this segment being like, "Who cares about music videos?" But like, honestly, I don't think like a lot of artists care as much. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of music videos really stuck out to me to where like, oh, I need to watch this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the top five here made you like pay attention. I think. I mean, really, this one did where Kanye literally lit himself on fire. Oh yeah, well, I mean, come on, he's really given his whole body to the craft. You know, for real, he's an artiste. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, and um, yeah, this whole this this one specifically come to life um, uh, really stood out to us because um, you know because we we watched the live stream and everything, and again, he lit himself on fire, and then he's like remarries Kim during this whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's just like very emotional it's definitely very yeah. emotional and it's um a really good peak to the end of like a, a pre- album premiere mm-hmm. yeah it was really good really good performance and like yeah plus like the pianos are sick on there like it really is just like its own thing you know mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later though yeah we'll get into that later um, number two uh baby keem and kendrick lamar family ties um this music video is amazing um i don't know if you you watched it troy have you seen it yeah, I've seen I've seen it. Like I like how it's like how it's like edited. Like it like it's it's real cool. It kind of reminds me of like a like a more polished like lyrical lemonade music video. Mm-hmm. You know, like it sounds like a, it looks like a more like highly produced one. Yeah, I knew it was good because B- Baby Keem came on the scene with um, Orange Soda, which had had a really good music video. And I remember Zach Fox specifically being like, "Who's who's this guy's cousin? Who's 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 this guy related <laughs> to? You know?" And you find <laughs> out who's got. Oh, you know, it's it's just one of the goats. <laughs> I love I the thing I like about Baby Keem so much is that he's so unabashedly an industry plant, but like he tries really hard and he makes good music. Like that's what I like about him. He he puts Kendrick on the song and he calls the song "Family Ties" and it's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm here because of him. But it's like you know, I was also you know, I was raised in the same place that he was, and I can make interesting mm-hmm. music too. And this video is fucking yeah. amazing. No, it seriously is. It's definitely well shot, and yeah, it it definitely was a sick video. Everyone, you should watch it. I mean, plus the song is just a banger. It's so good. Yeah, it, uh, it's by Dave Free, who made you know um um the music video for Kendrick, all of Kendrick's um stuff from Damn and and before that too. Just all this stuff where they just mesh like twerking with like you know what I mean, like uh, uh more artistic things i don't know it'll just be like a, a video of like a girl twerking or something and then it's next to like these like you know fountains like big statues and shit mm-hmm. yeah and like how they kind of stack it like in the beginning like how like they kind of like would take like whatever the body position that they're in and kind of like find a video that like fits right on top of that to make it look like something else and then like you know it, it, uh, the visuals in it were just insane it's just like the way that like it showed so many different scenes but somehow it still seemed complete in one scene mm-hmm yeah, it's like a visual feast. It's, it's uh, beautifully done. And speaking of visual feasts, uh, Arca's Prada Ricotta video, uh, people didn't understand in the beginning, including myself, that this was uh, not just a music video for, you know, a single from Kick 2, but it was revealing all the album covers for Kick 2, Kick 3, Kick 4, Kick 5, and all the different worlds and dimensions and everything. And, and looking back at this video, 
um, I put it at the number one spot personally because the um, 3D visuals are amazing. Like, they're really, really well done. You know? Hmm. Ooh, nice. Wait, so it's all 3D too? Like, actual 3D? Yeah, d- uh, yeah. D- definitely check it out after after this. It's, like, really well done. Like, they have Arca as, like, a, uh, this giant, like, machine gun thing with, like, a robot head. And there's all these purple guys, like like trying to get up to like her throne and then there's another one where she's on like this beast and there's all this fire around her and then there's another one where it's just like she's like uh, escaped from a laboratory and she's like cutting a dude in half with like lasers it's fucking fire um, oh, wow yeah yeah i'm looking at the visuals of it right now wow that is kind of crazy it's sick it's very well done very creative and it just speaks to arca's talent as a uh, curator uh world builder um overall artist not even just a musician or a singer or anything and um, prada ricotta i wish it was one song because it might it would be like you know top 10 songs of the year but since they're separated on the album i had to only just put prada on our list um of 100 songs which we'll get into right now yeah um so top 100 songs um yeah we number we, 100 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number 100 well, let's start with number 100 <laughs> and then we'll move our way up and get into each one exactly <laughs> that would be crazy if we did like a four-hour podcast and we literally went over everything bro we could only get like every song like 45 seconds i need to go to bed man yeah <laughs> working men i know i'm too ambitious i know i work too i'm <laughs> way too ambitious but yeah so we highlighted a couple of things down and down below and then we're going to get into the top 15 songs before we get into the top albums uh it is may i remind you we are only 47 minutes in and we're doing an hour and a half podcast so you know, we are breezing through, so yeah, we can maybe oh, yeah. we can maybe touch on a couple other songs as we move up. Um, oh, totally. Um, all right, so do you want to start at fifteen then, or do you want to pick the? No, let's start. Let's start at the bottom and move our way up to the highlights, and then in between, if you see anything you like, you can point it out. Um, mm-hmm. We're petty as fuck, so number hundred. What is it, Troy? It is uh, all too well. The ten minute version by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. The best worst song of the year. Yeah, man. I, I can't believe uh, the best worst song. <laughs> man, I can't believe uh, you wanted to glitter, man. Like, you know, I thought you were the biggest Taylor Swift hater. You know, I thought you just hate hated women. <laughs> Bro, I, I put her at the spot of the number of followers I lost for uh, reacting to the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? The internet really loves Taylor Swift. I know. It, it's kind of... It's crazy. It is. It is going crazy. You know, like like we like uh, we, like we're saying like another podcast. Like it's just so easy to dunk on like Ed Sheeran, but like just say one bad thing about Taylor Swift and everyone just loses their minds. Yeah, you can't say anything about it. It's like it was. It was just wild to experience. Like I lost a whole day um, arguing with people and like feeling bad about myself and just like because <laughs> I posted. You know, uh, I'm not going to hide this. I mean, we, we, we archived everything, and I think we can talk about this now. Because honestly, now that we're out of that week, it's like, looking back on it, it's literally nothing. Like, literally nothing happened. No, yeah, nothing happened. But, so, like, it's just, like, just so funny. You know, it's just, like, out of all the people, it's like, her? Yeah, her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, what the song, obviously, is about Jake Gyllenhaal. It's about, you know, um, they dated when she was 19 and he was 28. And then, you know, whatever, all the all the toxicity that boils up with that. Um, Ten years later, she, you know, made a 10-minute extended version about it, which I thought was a good song. Uh, I thought, you know, she added a lot of good detail. And I think the re-recording sounds better. Um, the album as a whole is pretty boring. And I gave it a C. I'm going to give it a C- now. Um, but... <laughs> But 
<laughs> I'm just inviting the Taylor hate, but mm, uh, that's say uh, until the next one before we fucking wait. But I just want to explain. I put, <laughs> uh, bro, I, gonna... <laughs> I put a meme uh, back in the day. I can't. I don't want to hide this. I archived this because we archived everything. But I did this meme of Jake Gyllenhaal where basically, you know, the day of this song coming out and everybody reacting to it and everybody being like, "Oh, he's probably so mad right now." I did this thing where it was a bunch of snapshots of Jake Gyllenhaal in his in you know Donnie Darko, Nightcrawler, etc. And it was just like, oh, like, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's a great actor. You know, I don't understand why he's trending, but, like, keep him trending because his, his, his acting is so good. And then he's just, like, underneath it was just like, this is weird. Like, this is creepy. This is this. This is that. He's a creep. He's a this. He's a predator. And I lost a whole day from, like, one to, like, eight of just, like, <laughs> I made a whole podcast episode about it. It was so extra. <laughs> Just man, just fighting for your right to just say Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. <laughs> yeah, and that's what anti art is about. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man, and... that was so funny. My phone was blowing up that day. I was like, "What the fuck's <laughs> what going the, on? What the fuck is all this?" I was like, "Oof." <laughs> <laughs> Let's move up the list to the next highlight. I just wanted in between. I wanted to shout out uh, Domino's. I know uh, I saw him at the ATB two concert. Uh, really dope guy. I, th- I like his music a lot. Uh, the song I know is uh, like a, a um, like a, a combination of like Slipknot, Corn, Linkin Park, like all that like uh, new metal from the early two thousands, and he just does the style so well. Um, great song. Uh, we'll move on to a song that we both can can speak about. Another uh, not problematic on the on our end, but problematic on the artists who are making its end. Um, Spottom got him into baby beatbox three uh, number eighty seven. Yeah, that was um, that was a good it was a good freestyle, you know. At, at the time, like I couldn't really appreciate it because it was like literally like right after, uh, <laughs> literally right after the like you know calling um, gay people junkies and shit. Oh no, so, no, but, no! Like, it was before. That's why I put it on here. Wait, before oh, was it before? Yeah, oh, I, I've God. had this. I've had I've, this on our list of uh, best songs, like the running thing for since like February or like. Um, March, really? like when he was not problematic at all. When he was on the top eight or top ten of the oh, billboards. Oh, wait a minute. This is the time when he was problematic because he called Jojo Siwa a bitch. bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, I'm sorry. I confused him a lot. He, he's in hot water a lot. No one had a problem with that. <laughs> oh, dude, people had a problem with that. <laughs> they were just like, Jojo, you got to take that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is during the Grammy season, too, because he wanted, he, he wanted her to perform uh, with him. And he won a whole bunch of Grammys, and people were loving the baby at this time. So yeah, <laughs> and then he called Jojo Siwa a bitch. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the only thing about that that I think is just so funny. I just imagine him because he has like six kids or whatever, and I bet his kids love Jojo Siwa, and he's probably like, get that, <laughs> like stop. <laughs> That's probably how he even knows who she is through his kids. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess we gotta watch uh, Jojo Siwa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we watching Jojo Siwa again? Oh, oh, watching JoJo Siwa again. <laughs> like, oh, baby on baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, next song uh, is eighty one. Uh, I love McConan's uh, "My Parade." Honestly, it's just like it's such like a like a feel good song, you know, of just like um, talking about like people's like shit and shit. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm 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 a little little on the. <laughs> Wait, what? Little on the. Describe the song one more time. <laughs> I can't. I'm so ripped. So, um, uh, for many of you who don't know, um, I, I literally had words in my brain. People and then shit just, shit. And then it just disappeared. I was like, fuck. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Uh, our boy Peter Lalich, who was on our, uh, uh, aka Poppy Scoville, he was on the episode that we did in Cali. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was like, a, 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 you know, we, we, we met up in this Korean hotel and he played acoustic guitar for us. And we sung along to this song, My Parade, which he produced for I Love McConan, uh, along with the rest of the album, My Parade, the debut album. And um, this is the one I remember singing. Uh, <laughs> and he was like surprised. I yeah, I remember, like, it was so funny, because, like, he started, like, playing the song, just jamming out, and then you just started singing the song, and I'm like, all right, word, and then, like, I, and then you put up the lyrics, so we both started singing the song, like. <laughs> I remember growing up as a youngin', I would think about that so often, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to write today, or whatever. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking sweet, man, it was, just, it was such a good time, like, honestly, it, after this, y'all should wa- listen to that episode, it's, it was a good one. Yeah, that was Peter's, uh, Peter's the man. Yeah, that was one of our favorites. That was a lot of all, really, really, really fun. We didn't know what to expect from that episode because we actually went out to Cali and we had he was um he's a manager for or he works for like this uh, girl Payday and this other group that's really good um uh, AG Club and we were gonna do an interview with either one of them but like I don't know the uh, other manager he was cool but he was busy he was dealing with a lot of stuff they were busy and we're just like why don't we just hang out like Peter why don't you just come to our hotel and he's like all right <laughs> and then we did an episode and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Real, real laid back. Honestly, I can't wait to like meet up again when we're back in LA. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Poppy Scoville. I t- we talk in the DMs all the time, bro. Great, great guy. Love, love that guy. Um, I uh, highlighted an additional one here, Emerson Snow, another great guy who we did a podcast with. Uh, and I listen to the song all the time. Uh, but Home Sweet Home, it's a dream pop anthem. Came off his uh, Emerson Snow Splatterpunk um, EP that we talked about with him on the podcast earlier this year. Great job, Emerson. Great song. Mm. Uh, this is something that Troy can definitely talk about. I hope if he's not too ripped. Uh, number seventy-seven. Uh, it is no. It's a "Once <laughs> Need" by Drake and Lil Baby. <laughs> Dude, this song is a fucking banger, man. Like, like this. Like, I remember like when I first like heard like this song off of uh, that Scary Hours EP Drake mm-hmm. drop. I was so excited for Certified Lover Boy, like especially because this song was just so fucking sick and and like. Lil Baby's performance on this is just fucking nuts. Like, he really, like, he makes Drake look like the rookie on this song. Like, it's just crazy just, like, how hard he, like, he raps. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's such a, like, a banger. Yeah. Um, people meme, made the meme where it's, like, Lil Baby finally opened his mouth or whatever. <laughs> this is the <laughs> one that changed my opinion on Lil Baby for me. This is the one. I mean, besides meeting him and, like, that, like, totally changed my whole perspective, this is the one that I was, like, okay. Like, I get it. I understand the appeal. Yeah, man, he, he's just such a he's just a good like trap rapper. Like he's definitely is like one of the biggest names uh, of the year. Really, I thought like he just had such a good year. In fact, he's been like killing it this entire pandemic. Now mm-hmm. I think about it, definitely. Like, so shout out to you know close friend of the page, little baby, <laughs> good friend of the page, little baby. And then uh, let's move up. Uh, I just wanted to shout out number sixty six, Blade Hotel Breakfast. I wish the song could have been higher. It's not as good as the shit that you as we move up, but in the future. We're talking about the future. I want Blade to be in the top 10. I want Blade to produce something that's top 10 worthy. Uh, I'm looking out for that. I'm That's my wistful thinking. I hope that Blade drops something in the future that's top 10 because Blade is amazing. Um, uh, as we move up, 
Um, G Perico, Keep Killing, great song at number 59. And then number 58, uh, another one I think that Troy could probably speak on, for sure. Uh, an unlikely one, I think, for our page. Yeah, um, it is uh, Stay by The Kid Leroy featuring Justin Bieber. Um, yeah, like, honestly, like, I know, guys, surprised. We, <laughs> we put Justin Bieber pretty high up on here in The Kid Leroy, even though we talk so much shit uh, in the reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... Even a broken clock is right two times a day. Like these, these guys were fucking right. <laughs> song. It's true. They did. A, yeah, they did great. <laughs> no, they seriously did. Like it's a good like synth uh synth banger. Like fucking uh, their lyrics like were pretty good. They're very toxic. Um, but like you know they were like but they sounded so good that their like toxicity like you don't really get to notice it. Like it just sounds like a good like a great feel good song. Even though that's a song for the toxic kings, and here's a song for the toxic queens. Olivia Rodrigo. Number 53, another unlikely one, Deja Vu. <laughs> Deja Vu, yeah. Um, yeah, that song's, that song's pretty sick, man. Like, yeah, um, once, you're, once you're done gaslighting your, your respective girl or whatever, uh, this, is the, this is the, you get bit back in the ass, you know? <laughs> get bit back in the ass? Yeah, yeah now, now your girlfriend's talking shit about you behind your back. <laughs> no but um no again yeah, no, honestly it, I, I really like this song just because like um it's kind of like a refreshing take on like the classic like breakup track mm-hmm. because like i feel like a lot of them are uh, like very much the same and i just like this point of view of like you know of like how her ex is literally doing the same exact things that they did with her but with the new chick and you know that deja vu it's like do you do you ever get deja vu it sounds like a really it sounds like a sweet dig you know I know. And this is the one. This is the one on the podcast where I remember you when we listened to this with uh, Eve and Ryan, and you were like, "This album is about you, Eve." And then I was like, "Oh well, actually." <laughs> I was like, "Actually, I do this. Uh, this is a bad habit of mine too." <laughs> that was... Wow! So this is you. And you're like, "It's about you." <laughs> it is about you. It's about it's about it's, pretty, it's about everyone. It's about you. It's about Eve. It's about Ryan. It's about. Every single person in the fucking country. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, yeah, it is a great song. I love the perspective, and plus, like, I really like that bass drop too. Like after the yeah. choruses, they're like, wah, wah. <laughs> like that. That shit's fucking fire. Yeah, it reminds um, me of like some Tame Impala type shit. It's very, uh, very woozy and very creative. Uh, I love creative pop. I think, I think honestly, uh, as we get to number one, number one, when we get there, like a perfect pop song. Um, uh, as far as anti art goes, I feel like. There's two things that we really, really, really deeply appreciate. It's either number one, basically, it's like um, music that's so crazy and so wild and does whatever it wants, and it's so good that it like supplants the need for pop music, or a pop song that's so good that it's undeniable and it becomes like a legacy song, like on like a like you know what I mean? Like like last year was like the weekends after hours was like so artfully done, so creative. He was doing shit that nobody was doing, and it was killing it. So it's just like mm-hmm. everybody's winning. You know? No, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, honestly, regardless if, if like, you know, it's coming from, like, the mainstream of, like, of music or, like, what, like, your grandma would listen to, like, or what your mom would listen to in the car. Yeah. Like, you know, it's still, like, good music, you know? Like, we appreciate it. Like, you know, if you hear Deja Vu at, like, a bar or something, you know you're kind of singing along in your head. Like, it's just like, one of those catchy songs. And, like, like all, like, a lot of the pop songs we have on here that, like, kind of trend on the radio. Like, you yeah. know, because sometimes the songs are good sue us yeah because sometimes sometimes i mean I, let's face it sometimes the people that have all the most all the best resources you know all the features at their disposal all that can sometimes make the best songs because they have all the best stuff so sometimes once in a while 
that's how it goes, especially for us. But um, as we move up, um, this is a sad one for us, uh, really sad one for us, um, because we have have been talking about this guy. We even talked about him. We actually brought him up on the flux pod that we went on, and um, you know, I know I know a lot of people there out there that I'm I'm you know friends with and everything are really torn up about this. Um, Drago the ruler um, passed away a couple days ago. Um, he got um, you know critically wounded at a at a concert, and then he ended up basically dying. After the altercation, he got you know stabbed. Um, uh, sh- prayers for him and his family and and all that. Um, again, we're gonna try and find some way we can donate to him because we try and do that with with any anytime something like this happens, we try and put action behind it. But um, Draco the Ruler, one of the one of the most tragic things that's happened this year, um, honestly. Um. Yeah. Honestly, a big loss of talent. Really, he was definitely uh... powerhouse. Yeah. Dude, he really was a powerhouse. Like honestly, like, and he was like, like he was literally at the cusp of breaking into the mainstream himself. Like mm-hmm. he he got Don Tolliver to to feature on a song called Don Tolliver. Right. Like, like you know what I mean. Like he was so close of just like being like kind of on the same level as Don Tolliver. Um, but yeah, I guess like the world will never know. But like honestly, like his album was so great. Uh, his flow was so unique; it really made him stand out from all the other rappers that were like our, that are out right now. Mm-hmm. And like he has a real distinct voice, and it's just you know it's a shame that like you know we're not going to hear more of it. He was such a powerful voice in rap music and just in, in music in general. I mean, even the song he had with Drake is like a pop song, and he's just like so I don't know, just the way that he would rap and the way that his like low tone was just there was just so much pain behind it, and there was just so much like. Um, you believed everything he said because he he didn't have to stick his chest out and and say oh I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's like you already know what he did and it's like you know and 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 the things that he did were like um with with his with his voice and with his music were just like things that nobody else was doing and he was just so confident, so calm, so collective in the things that he was doing and um you know shout out to him uh, Don Tolliver, Catchy the Great on Don Tolliver. I think um I think by the time we we finish this i might move this actually up because i really do love this song and just out of respect for draco i want to put him a little bit higher um mm. sh- you yeah. know rp draco um you he know deserves it Prince's his family man. we're gonna put a donation link of some sort if it, if it comes out uh, for him and his family um mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. thought shit by making the stallion great song as well yep yeah very good song uh i'm glad you know i like that song a lot too just because like like it really sounds like she's used like it's kind of like 2019 Megan, like like she's like mm-hmm. hype. She has this this hype beat behind her. It sounds a little industrial, and she's just like loves calling out the haters and just looking hot while doing it. Like I uh, just like finally like Tina Snow is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, she looks good as fuck. Um, that music video is amazing. Uh, I would love to be that old man. I, I put that in my <laughs> music video best of review. Uh, old man is man. That- I'm about to give you the horny bonk <laughs> <laughs> well uh then another good transition if you're going to give me the horny bonk before you give me the horny bonk you might want to call the horny fei on me because number 39 um shy girls big dick energy dash shy pov um this song i, I cut horny fbi i'm calling them hello 911 <laughs> calling the horny, the horny deep state <laughs> I got six. I got six stars on uh, the horny police on the uh, uh, GTA Five. Um, the GTA horny stars. But let me just read you because <laughs> I feel like we're flowing. I feel like this is going well. Um, I'm going to read you my description. I'm not going to do this for every song, but Shy Girl has never been one for subtlety. Do me right on the floor, uh, being maybe the most direct example of this. Uh, that was until BDE. 
where in a chipmunk voice she raps, read my lips. <laughs> I need a big dick boy. She doesn't stop there. Beat that pussy right. Beat that beat that pussy right. She continues. As an unapologetic shy girl simper. This is a fan service. This is fan service. <laughs> and dopely produced fan service at that. And I said, where are the applications? Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop, man. Um, I mean, very well done. Hopefully she reads it and she, you know, sends an application your way. She's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the uh, share. Thanks for the share. That's great. <laughs> I hope. Damn. Oh, man. All right, on to the number 37. <laughs> Fucking horny motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Musician by Porter Robinson and Sarah Benito. Mm-hmm. Great song. Um, It really was a great song. Like, I really liked how it was produced, and I just love Porter Robinson's, like, uh, singing on here, the way he distorts his voice, mm-hmm. like it just sounds like it, it, it just sounds like a whole another world, you know, just like hyper pop. Definitely, totally revolutionary. The uh, what uh, what Porter Robinson did with his voice on the song. I thought that all of the songs had female features, and it's just him pitching up his voice in this weird like kind of way. And I th- I think that's amazing, you know, definitely. No, it, it really is. Like you know, like it's just crazy. It's just like how this one guy is just like able to manipulate like his voice and to go on to the, these crazy ass beats and shit and still like have like lyrics that are still like catchy mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure oh yeah uh next one move up the list move up the list uh some in the middle snail mail's valentine want to shut that one out? number 28 yeah, uh, that was a really good track too yep yeah, was your name tyler the creator the uh the negging anthem that he actually like spins out in a good way um uh japanese breakfast be sweet and then number 21 uh speaking of <laughs> speaking of horny songs range brothers <laughs> baby keem and kendrick man baby keem and kendrick man ba- baby keem got two features out of kendrick oh my god that kendrick's a good cousin you he's know? a really like, good cousin know, giving him two like like literally like out of nowhere two features that just like he just doesn't do a you range know rover I mean? like, <laughs> you know range rover he's just like top of the morning top of the morning. oh yeah <laughs> Oh god, this is such like you know it was like a meme song, but like I liked it because like it wasn't like it didn't feel naturally like a meme song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where like there's like some songs out there that are super like like oh you can tell like it was made for TikTok like this one like, definitely it was just such a good rap banger that everyone just appreciated. Bro, this is beautifully flowing because a song literally that was made for TikTok that I put it just one notch better. Pink Panthers is just for me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if this is a meme song. I don't know what this song is, but it's amazing. I I love this song. It's so cute. <laughs> it makes I mean, me feel like I, a bad bitch. I mean, it is pretty cute, you know. Like, <laughs> and the chorus is like, you know, it's pretty catchy. I, I, it, she sounds really nice on the track. Um, super smooth. And, like, you know, I, I don't know. I think, like, like, definitely, like, people being locked down. Like, I feel like Hyperpop is about to, like, even get even bigger and bigger and bigger. And, like, next thing you know, you're going to see Pink Panthers on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, hello, Jimmy. Jimmy, let's play these games. Let's <laughs> play these games. <laughs> She's evil, though. That's what I love about her. Because, like, all the songs that she has on the album, uh, they all have, like, these underlying hints of, like, being a stalker and, like, being creepy and being obsessive and, like it's all that's what i love about her music so much um it's just like it's so well done it's just like so like uh, it just sounds like it was just made like in a bedroom it just like really just takes that persona and just like really just like 
it's like a dirt it's like a journal it's like a little sonic journal it's for like a, a minute and 30 seconds it's like she writes this like craziness and then she looks at it and goes ah shit like crumples it up and throws it out and then it's the next song like that's what i love about her music it's just like it's just these little snapshots into this girl's life that like nobody should be hearing or seeing these things but like we hear them and we get it for a minute and then it's out like love it um uh, off the grid number 19 uh banger uh number 17 miss the rage banger mm-hmm. uh jpeg mafia number 15 hazard duty pay banger and, th- and now we're into our top 15 uh, another banger but a little bit more of a intellectual one i would say uh hurricane with the weekend and little baby a little bit more not intellectual it's not the word um like a sweeter and more heavenly banger no intellectual like you'd be dumb to not think this is a great song yeah yeah you'd be goofy brains to not think this is a good one <laughs> oh man but uh yeah hurricane sick um it's just like the weekend just sounds beautiful on it like honestly like I, this song like i wish the weekend was on more of donda like i feel like he, he would have been great on like 24 even you know but hurricane is like incredible like plus like it just felt like such a moment you know what i mean definitely like this was like I mean, I don't even think... Is it nominated for Record of the Year for the Grammys? No, um, I'm not sure what is nominated for Record of the Year. I think Kanye was included pretty last minute, and then just in, like, some of the rap categories. Um, okay, about to say, because for me, like, this feels like, like a record, you know? Yeah. Like, like, a, like, a moment that everyone's just like, damn, like, Kanye makes beautiful music again. Who knew? Yeah, this is Record of the Year, and then up top, uh, like, as we go up a little bit higher, we get a, a song by Kanye that might be, like, you know... But anyway, I, we don't want to give it away. Uh, we'll talk about that, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Ahead of ourselves, yes. No, but uh, on to the next one. Uh, St. Vincent's uh, The Melting of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is another beautifully produced song. Um, I, I know that you, like you were saying before, like even when we talked about like had the episode dedicated to this album of how like she really used like real instruments like from the seventies mm-hmm. to like, make it more like sound more seventies esque. Um, I thought like she done did that aesthetic very well. Uh, it really came out super dope. Um, plus, like, I just like how, like, um, it, I don't know, the song just reminds me of, like, like a movie. Like, the for character just first wakes up, and then this song is, like, playing in the background. It's just really just, like, it sounds so peaceful. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But it's a song about, like, the apocalypse. That's what it, that's... Exactly. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully said, Troy. And and I think you, you can say something else beautifully real quick. Who is the producer of this song, Troy? Wait. Uh, next song. <laughs> <laughs> Who produced the song, Troy? It's uh, hang on, let me. Uh, it's right there. It's could... at the, it's at the bottom. You can just you can just <laughs> phonetically say it. Uh, Jack Antonoff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. What episode is this? Forty five. Fucking yeah, dude. best. This is the best episode ever, man. If we well, don't get nominated for like a pod Grammy, then get the fuck out of give here. Give me a Webby. Give, Give me, me a, a web. This is progress. This is progression, bro. And, oh, uh, man. <laughs> hell yeah. And well, it took like, what, an entire year of podcasting <laughs> to fucking say his name? Yeah, dude. Let's go. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, great moment. And another great podcasting moment uh, moving forward. Genesis Owasu was on our pod, and we talked about this song, Gold Chains. And, um, you know, uh, the, the thing I like about interviewing people is you get – you uh, instead of having to do all this research and all this weird shit – just for the person to say that's not what the song is about, I like to just ask them directly, and it just like cuts all that out. Like all the research is just cut out because I'm just like Genesis. What is the song about? And he told us. You know what I mean? 
yeah yeah genesis like i liked how like honestly even when he was explaining it it sounded like like poetry to me you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he just has a way with words like he's such a smart guy he has such a way with words <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah he really does man honestly i got better be careful otherwise he'll like you know take my spot on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> as the smart intellectual person on here <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Thank no, you're a smart. Uh, you're a smart guy, Troy. Don't don't sell yourself short, bro. Don't sell yourself short, bro. Never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anti for a- anti anti for life. Let's keep it moving. Uh, great song. Again, uh, I wrote it's rap, rock, R and B all spun into one. And he's like a he's like a front man with three heads. Like amazing. Uh, yeah, he's just insane. And plus, Obama listens to him. So. Obama. Yeah. How many how many people have to give him big ups and give him feature him this way and that way for his new york concert to fucking finally sell out like come and see his concert Dude, i mean seriously. i mean i know we said in the beginning no more concerts but, but maybe not that um i mean his will follow protocol his yeah, will, yeah. i think that his they will, will fix it by then yeah i think that his will follow pro I, that would be my last concert uh, i think uh, for a while but anyway um moving up uh, another very ambitious song, Mudu uh, Mokhtar, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is Afrik Victim. It's a song, basically a, a political uh, African rock, Saharan rock song in the uh, uh, Tamashik language. I'm just butchering all this, but um, great song. It's like a big, like, eight-minute epic to end the album off. Um, it's, like, infused with all these 80s drums, drum machines, crazy crazy guitar solos amazing drums that like uh uh, organic drums too that like really like i wanted to put it as number one but i had to keep like just reminding myself that there's like slightly better songs uh in the top 10 as we move up but afrique victim if you listen to you know one song out of the ones that i've said so far afrique victim amazing 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 song um moving up dos's puppy you know it's a really cute like electronic song i didn't think this one would be even in the top 100 and as the year moved on, I realized how it's just like a perfect song. I don't know. It's just like, it's like three minutes. It's just like bliss, like pure bliss. Um, and, um, you know, and then I'll move up to, I'll do, I'll say one more. And then I know that Troy can definitely talk about number eight. Um, but number nine, Navy Blues, 1491. Uh, I think that after this, you know, after this country maybe gets taken over by somebody better. Um, I think that 1491 should replace the national anthem. Fuck Christopher Why Columbus. Why do you think that? Uh, I used to wear my Saint Christopher. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Fourteen ninety done. It's fourteen ninety one. It's one and done. The shit is fucked up. That's America. You know, says fuck Christopher Columbus, and he basically says that the country was just built on bullshit and racism. And ooh, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Fourteen ninety one. Fourteen ninety. Fourteen ninety one. It's one and done. The shit is fucked up. Um. All right. So next song is number eight. Uh, Put it down by Jasmine Sullivan. Um. Yeah. Honestly, her EP of Hotels of definitely was one of my favorites throughout the the year. Uh, especially put it down you know like i know we talk a lot about uh, toxic kings but like <laughs> shout out to, to the toxic queen you know this is a song where you marry the two together because this is a song from a woman's perspective about a guy who really isn't shit but it's just like he has one quality that like you know <laughs> just one quality there's just one thing what, about him one quality and he that, that that she loves about him and that's his like great personality <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> that's his ability to pod actually <laughs> yeah his, his i'm trying to think of a pun thought game i don't know i'm just trying to think of a pun off stroke game uh 
Um, yeah, his uh, stroke game is uh, strong and strong enough <laughs> to be able to <laughs> be able to pull in Jasmine Sullivan. Because, um, like, you know, like this guy ain't shit, but like she's like every time he calls her, he's like, I got. She's like, I gotta go. Like my man wants me. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, I gotta go to meet him at his mama's house. I gotta go pick him up. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I mean, you know. And I put as a man who ain't shit hearing hearing an anthem about a man who ain't shit being treated like a king gives me a major confidence boost. <laughs> oh my god! Kept Toxic the kings. Kept the funky. <laughs> Mitski only heartbreaker number seven. This was a great track. Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked like how like this like eight, kind of like more of like eighty style of production is just so great and like I really like her lyrics of just like. At like you know she'll choose it's kind of like her choosing the role of being like the villain of like a movie or something you know mm-hmm. like, i'll be the per- i'll be the heartbreaker i'll be the person to break your heart like fuck it like i'll be i'll be the one who like gets all the smoke like i don't care yeah like, right whatever mm-hmm. yeah it's a fucking great song i love the 80s production on it as you said and um you know i think i put something in here just like a small dig at dua lipa it is pretty much like big pop stars like dua lipa kind of miss like the subtleties of 80s music um there's there's more to the songwriting and there's more to it than just like, you know, sounding like a Wham song or sounding like a whatever song. You know what I mean? It's not really, <clears throat> it's not really just about the saxophones and the synths and stuff. It's not it's not what it's about. It's about those impassioned songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, impassioned songwriting and I think delivery as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because like over the top like delivery. delivery. Yep. Yeah, over the top of delivery. Like here, like Misky's delivery is just incredible. And yeah, I feel like 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 I'm really transported into like this like world of hers, uh, which I, yeah I don't feel for like for Dua Lipa, yep. you know, free to baby. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Uh, Pink Panthers, Pain. I uh, put it at number six. You would not expect a minute and thirty song to be in the top ten, and I think that's what that's what that's what anti art is all about. You know, what I mean, given given the little guy or little girl. In this case, or not, I don't want to infantilize or be like <laughs> treat her like that, but like you know, uh, the the indie person, uh, the spotlight and pain, as I said about just for me, uh, embodies all that stuff, the DIY you know qualities of the music and like the the, the you know little like intricate songwriting and then it's in and it's out uh, songwriting that Pink Panthers is so amazing at. Uh, I think pain is an amazing song, and I think we've all felt the pain, you know, in one way or another. And I th- <laughs> we all felt pain. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just the way you said that, it's just like pain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just think of, I just think of Will Smith's face from that meme. I'm just pain. Yeah. I, I mean, t- Tanglement. <laughs> the entanglement. The fun part of COVID. <laughs> yeah, remember the, the fun part of COVID. With the girl inside sharing Will Smith means being like, oh, what the fuck's with their marriage? <laughs> oh, remember Tiger King? Uh. <laughs> oh, remember Tiger King? Man, season two out now. Stream it. Garbage, yeah. <laughs> trash yeah it's exactly it's worse than the first time <laughs> it's less fun it's not as good <laughs> and everybody knows what to expect but everybody hates it uh about tiger king <laughs> but pain yeah uh you know i put i put we've all felt the pain in one way or another we've all been the loser in a relationship it doesn't feel good but you know what does hearing those garage uh garage band drums and organs as the song opens um you know it's great it's song it's a song for the best of times a song for the worst of times it's just a song to repeat over and over and over and over and over again like i have uh according to spotify and another song I've repeated over and over and over again that's a lot longer. Uh, it's like almost six minutes long is uh, Spirit of the Beehive. Troy, do you want to read that title? Um, yeah, it's your favorite thing to do. It's uh, I Suck the Devil's Cock. <laughs> I'm a sinner. <laughs> You're a sinner. Um, but yeah, it, so this track's called I Suck the Devil's Cock. Um, it's, it's pretty great. Like, you know, like honestly, I'm pretty happy it's like top five 
Uh, the guitars are just fucking insane. Like, it really does make it feel like like a fe- like this is when like this the album like really feels like a fever dream. You mm-hmm. know, just like it's like you're really just like in hell like right now, and it's just the guitars are just like transport you there. It's just incredible. Yeah, and seeing it live too, they did it really well. And I just I love the song because I love how every little piece of the song is like a different genre, a different song. It just like feels like it's whatever they feel like doing at whatever moment. It really encapsulates that spirit of the beehive spirit, like where it's just like, you know, the whole album up until that point is just like again, you know, they want to sound like Mad, they want to make a Madlib type beat, boom, and then they want to sound like One of Trek's Point Never's like Uncut Gem score, like on the song, um, uh, I forgot the name of it, uh, but yeah, on that song, but on, on this song specifically, it just like it's like the album encapsulated into one song you know what i mean just like really just like we do whatever we want uh we name a song you know that and it's just like it's not even about that whatsoever it's just like fuck you you know we're gonna make whatever we want and amazing um number four to be loved by adele i tested this song out because i wanted to make sure that it was a top five song um how'd you test it out i listened to it because i the first time i listened to the song bro i i wept like I cried like a lot. Really? Yeah, it's it's a deeply emotional song about her divorce and about um you know like in a relationship when you try really really hard and you exhaust all your options and you you know you tried really hard, you know what I mean? You did everything that you could and it still didn't work out. And it's like the the, the way that Adele sings about it and the way that it gets you know as it goes along, it's almost like she like when she gets to like minute four, minute five, it's just like she goes through all the stages of like, you know, denial. It's like, oh, this maybe could work again type of thing. Like you can hear it in her voice. But by the end of the song, she's just so done. Like it's just her voice gets so loud and it gets so impassioned. And the pianos are just like striking like crazy. It's just like, like slam the door. It's just like that chapter of my life is over. And uh, yeah, it's a emotional, deeply emotional song. I, mean, I cried yesterday to it. Like I've only listened to the song like four times because every time I listen to it, I cry like straight up. <laughs> really yeah it's amazing it's a very powerful song i mean yeah i mean it's adele you know like she is kind of like she's the queen the drake of she's the queen she's like the drake of pop music you know Mm -hmm. she is the best yep what she does and speaking Um, of (laughs) speaking of a deeply emotional impactful song uh, (laughs) um yeah that's the the best to ever do it um it's metamorphosis by playboy cardi featuring kid cuddy Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah, this song's fucking rules. <laughs> it just slaps. It just slaps. Sometimes the really song just slaps. <laughs> it really just slaps. Like it just like it's just incredible. Just the like the I didn't think Kid Cudi would would sound good on a Playboy Cardi song, but like he like switched up his whole flow like uh, enough to keep up with Cardi, mm-hmm. and like his voice just sounds like his humming just sounds incredible on the tracks. Like it just vibrates your ears every time you fucking listen to it. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the hums the hums laced into the beats especially by uh, Gabe and Filthy, uh, some of the best production Cardi's ever been on. Honestly, the best performance Cardi has ever given, in my opinion. Uh, Cardi just himself, like just him screaming about like turning in, you know, metamorphosis, like ah, you know. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like this was like part of the album where like it, it really drew me in. You know, I think mm-hmm. it was like after the Kanye song. <laughs> definitely, definitely, but, um, I, and I like the Kanye song now, honestly. But um, really. I fuck with it now. It's it's better than I thought it was. It was corny at first, and now 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 I sing now that he's single. Honestly, it's better. But uh, <laughs> you know, great song. Yeah, Metamorphosis is amazing. Yep, whole lot of red, just amazing. I'm gonna put an asterisk next yeah. to it because it did come out in in um, on Christmas last year. Um, I'm gonna put an asterisk next yeah. to it because if some people don't want to count it, fine, you can just exclude it from the list. But 
you know, other other sources, um, you know, Fantano didn't review it until this year. Pitchfork put it on their list, so I think that it, I think that it should count. And I want to give Cardi props because, like, I've been listening to the mm-hmm. song all year, and so is Troy, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, he definitely has made one of the best Christmas albums I've ever heard. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. You know, a whole lot. This is what a whole lot of Red's about, man. Like, yeah. it's a whole lot of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then moving up the list. Uh, I don't know if you would 100% agree with this song, but I, you know, number two, I had to include, you know, I had to include the La Doña, I had to include La Patrona, I had to, and, and Esta Mierda, uh, Arca, you know, Senorita, mm-hmm. amazing Senorita. song. Um, yeah, you, you got this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Arca's my shit. Um, to call this the best rap song of the year, you know, would would sound very baffling and shocking, but just listen to it and just tell me that there's not a better li- uh, set of lines than I'm going to play it because, again, I'm trying to keep a little bit quiet because my family's trying to sleep, but... that um arca the saw on, on kick three is just absolutely feral absolutely going for it um just a major change um from from being a rapper on the song non-binary which i thought was a little bit awkward now i like that song and i appreciate it but as a rap song it's like uh eh, you know but senorita this is arca deconstructing rap music and deconstructing like um and like absolutely just like owning all like the 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 tropes of rap music like the whole like uh you know big upping people and the alphaing people and you know what i mean like all that kind of stuff, uh, just like in her own way and deconstructing it and just like breaking it down and like doing crazy shit with it. And it's just a banger uh, at the end of the day. It's just what we said before. It's like, you know, music that's so crazy and so different and so weird that it supplants the need for pop. It's like if you put this on at a party, it would it would slap. And people wouldn't people would be like, what is this? And that's anti-art. And number one. N- number one. Song of the year. Song of the year. The, the best song out of all the songs that were ever made in the entire year. Is come to life by Kanye West. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> I know um, a lot of people were probably mad because we didn't put uh, off the grid, but um, I feel like come to life is where Kanye really shows us his like musical prowess, you know, and able to make something like incredibly new, something incredibly like produced, um, able to like utilize like a piano um, the way that he did. It just like. You know, I literally felt like I was in like like a Disney movie where like he just fucking is like the main character like about to have like his biggest moment or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it literally just feels like this track is just incredible, and plus the lyrics are good too. I really like the lyrics. Um, they're super simple um, and like super straightforward, which I really like too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just. Oh, and overall just, but they're impactful you know. yeah that's what that's what like 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 almost like kind of what i was saying back before like about the weekends on music it's just like the way it's just like perfect pop where it's just like it really um is simply done and it's like easily translated to a wider audience but if you put it on in front of you know your grandma your mom they might be like wow this is an amazing song it's not just like you know it's not just like a song that's for niche for niche audience or for like a weirdo song i can't put on you know the spirit of the beehive i suck the devils you know whatever um, doesn't mean that pop is the best genre, but in this instance, come to life by Kanye West, um, turned out to be a great pop song. Um, and the, the best pop song of the year and the best song of the year, because 
you know, my man lit himself on fire to premiere this shit. And, uh, you know, he backed it up with an amazing song. Yeah, seriously. He, yeah, th- this is the song where he uh, married uh, the model of his wife. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a beautiful song. And, like, honestly, like, it, it's very rare, too, that Kanye is able to, like, just, like, use, like, more minimal, like, music. You know what I mean? Because yep. I feel like his production is very, like, there's so much going on. And here, like, he, it's just very, like, um, very simple and very, like, not like everything else that's on Donda. Yeah, just like in the way that Adele did, like, To Be Loved, it's just the piano, and that's it. And it's, like, up there. And same with Come to Life. It's, like, it is overblown, and it does have a lot of crazy elements in it and stuff. And it is, like, but it's richly produced. And, I, and the other thing we were talking about earlier, like, with uh, Off the Grid and stuff, t- two parts about it, why I wouldn't put Off the Grid as number one, personally. It is a banger, yes, but... As far as Kanye goes, it's not really his song. It's more of Fabio Foreign's song. And mm. there's no real central message of the whole song. It is great, and it is amazing, and it is really well done, and we did include it. But in my opinion, number one, Come to Life, it just has, like, it's all Kanye, number one. It's, like, his message, his everything, his solo track, uh, you know, his cutting... His situation. His situation, everything. He makes you care about it because he, like, makes it this big dramatic thing and, like, you know, really puts it on like a, a stage for everybody to see. And um, mm-hmm. it's just a perfect culmination and ending to his like performance art of the stadium tours and living in the stadiums and stuff. And it's just like, just thinking he was on a bed, he was on a mattress on the floor, you know, uh, <laughs> in, in the stadium. And like, you know, Kim is divorcing him and he's just in like a really low point of his life. And I could just imagine him just like recording these lyrics and just like, he just like, mm, like, smoke that one. Like, this is everything. Like, Mm-hmm. just chef kiss just chef kiss the, to the whole thing and i wish this was at the end of the album but they messed it up and did weird shit to it i think but i don't know but great song yeah yeah it really was a good song and it was a good surprise too like to see it on the the, the final cut of, of donda because like that song really just came out of nowhere and it just was like wow like this is this is just so incredible like Compl- I'm, and i'm glad he didn't fuck with it no me neither uh that's pure completely pure that's what i love about it he released it he did nothing to it he didn't mess around with it it just like sound it feels like it's out of space and time it spells it feels like it's not in the stem world of donda it's just like it sounds like his older shit where it's just like but not like his older shit it sounds new and fresh too yeah exactly it's it sounds it's got the classic kanye personality to it mm-hmm. but it's just something like a new field or venture of just using like the solo piano mm-hmm and then moving on to uh, we can we can maybe breeze through the albums of the year because we already hit our uh, hour and thirty minute mark, but we do have an hour and fifty minutes in the Buzz Sprout thing. Not that I want to use up all that, but let's just, let's just rip through these albums. Uh, let's do top ten because you, you know you people can read. Uh, we have a website now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's say what's with the people? We have to spoon feed you guys shit. Like come on, yeah. nah. <laughs> Check it out. Antiart.blog. Antiart.blog. Check it out. Every, but everything is easy for you to see. If you want to read, you can go read. I can see the amount of people that read it, you know, and you can you read. know if you saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're tracing your cookies. Um, let's do top 10. Yeah, give uh, us all your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So top 10. Uh, first one is uh, To Hell With It by Pink Panthers. Yeah. I, I love this album. I love the way that it flows into, uh, the way that everything kind of flows into each other. Um uh, our friend Gall- uh, Gallery of, of Zeonism, um, Sophie Fanpage Extraordinaire, wrote this little review for us. Thank you for that. And I added a little addition, basically, just about... I love the way that 
you know, she just, again, she just packs so much into a minute and 20 seconds and then just moves on. And this is the full encapsulation of all of it. Cause the singles can only do too much, can only do so much, but this really like is like the full diary essentially. And, uh, you know, with the, the, uh, I think this, ha- this album has something for everybody essentially. And I think that everybody can love this album and, and like it in some way. Um, number nine cavalcade by black midi complete puzzle of a record, but like a puzzle that leads nowhere. Um, it's just like a jazz metal primus style explosion opus and then like it moves into like uh you know some like uh like uh ballroom uh singing and crooning and the next song it just like totally does whatever it wants whenever it wants has no explanation for anything and that's what i love about it the most i'd say uh and i saw them live and they were probably like top three bands i've seen this year uh obviously number eight rakanya stands here but we can recognize his flaws right (laughs) yeah well i mean he is number eight. <laughs> yeah, true. Not number one, though. <laughs> no, not number one. Uh, Donda by Ye. Um, yeah, this album, uh, incredible. You know, we talked about it uh, at length on this podcast. So much. But, um, but, you know, for good reason. Um, honestly, like, the even though, like, the order of the songs are kind of, like, all over the place, um, these songs are great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, honestly, like... Um, I mean, jail is like pretty good, but then you got also like come to life, off the grid, hurricane, God breed, new again. I mean, even the song he has with like fucking um, who's it? Roddy Rich. Uh, that Pure song Souls, is, like, inc- great Pure song. Pure Souls, like that song is incredible. You know, like it's just an album full of like good songs, but like it is just surrounded by like like what feels like filler or what just doesn't really mesh well with the, with the, like, the way that the songs yeah. like. You know, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. It doesn't mesh well. But uh, on itself, a lot of the singles are fucking fire. Yeah, like in the same way that po- the um, the the um, come to life was totally unchanged, unfucked with at all, and that was a great thing. The pop smoke uh, <laughs> song is like messed with in the worst possible ways. Like they just they they fucked with that song so much that it literally like English wise, it makes no sense. Like the censoring of it, it just sounds all fucked up, and it and the the sputtering like you know, hi-hats that, like, sound like they're, like, cheap and tinny and shit. Like, that's definitely brought, brought it down to number eight. Um, if, if there was cursing on this album, or no cursing, but no, like, weird bleeps, um, and it was just arranged yeah, in a different way. Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if he just if he just told his features, hey, don't curse, like, he could have ended up with the number one album, but it just, like, felt like, it, it just feels like there's a lot of holes in this album, and then a lot of parts mm-hmm. where it goes on too long. It's, like, a badly edited podcast uh, in certain portions of it, and especially the deluxe, um, but it's definitely just saturated with just so much content on there, especially the del- yeah that deluxe was just. Why do I need five versions of the same song? On, yeah, on no, no, any- I, it's just like going through his hard drive. It's terrible, uh, the deluxe, and I think I gave that number eight worst, <laughs> which is funny. And now this is number eight best. But uh, moving up the list, number seven, Genesis Owasu smiling with no teeth. We talked about that at length on the podcast. Definitely check out our Genesis Owasu podcast if you want to hear about that one. Uh, because we, you know, we went into it with the man himself. I think, you know, no further explanation really needed. Um, but I just want to give him his props. And I think Troy uh, as well, um, what, probably the biggest talent freshman talent of this year, I would say. Yeah, it definitely was. I remember like first time hearing this album, I was so like, I was just like, damn, this is his first fucking project. Like, right. And it's, he's really coming out swinging. Um, I, I just love the way that he uses like depression, like the, well, the black dog as like a metaphor for depression on the album, mm-hmm. and like uses it as like, a motif throughout the whole thing. 
Um, I think like he just has such a um, smart way of like writing. It's just so creative. Where like he, it's like you don't even realize like the message until like you're like third listen. You're just like wow. Like I feel like I was just like watching like a, like an intricate movie or something. Like you yeah. know, like it's just like oh, I finally caught that part. I caught that part. Like it just. Yeah, it's just so good. Plus, it just like sounds like he's having so much fun on this project. Definitely. Yeah, it just sounds like a bunch of uh, Australian dudes having fun and also like, you know, talking about some serious shit in the process. Um, so great, great work. Um, Jasmine Sullivan Hotels, which um, we put it at number six because, again, we don't we, we are anti-pitchfork, but at the same time, we can play by their rules. You know what I mean? So we're anti-Grammys mm. too and we play by their rules. So if they're going to include this not as an EP but as an album, so are we. It's an album, number six. Yeah, number six. And the one of the best <laughs> albums of the year. Um it's it's just like I just love the the vignette storytelling that Jasmine Sullivan has on this EP, uh or should I say album. Mm-hmm. Um but like the storytelling is just insane. Just like how like um she really is is able to give like a point of view that like not too many people really think about. Like it's kinda like like uh, like she's like the prerequisite to SZA, you know, of just like the side chick, and she's like happy with that. She embraces it mm-hmm. rather than like being ashamed of it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think she definitely inspired SZA because Jasmine Sullivan has been doing this for a long time. Uh, her last album, proper album, was like 2014, and before that, she's been making music, like soul music and stuff, for a long time. And you know what? Also, shout out Jasmine Sullivan because she, um, you know, just for her personally, personal growth. Um, not only has she grown as like a in confidence and you know grown as a woman in certain ways, but she used to be um, more a lot more heavy set, and she lost a lot of weight and she looks terrific. And there's nothing wrong with being heavy at all, but she made the decision to get fit and to you know lose the weight and to you know whatever. And I just want to give her props for that because like it's that's that's not an easy thing to do. You know what I mean? I used to be really heavy when I was in middle school, and I'm at a point where I don't work out. And, you know, my metabolism might take advantage of me and I might get fat again. But, um, you know, I know what it's like. He's son of a bitch. I know what it's like to be heavy. (laughs) I know what it's like to be heavy and it's not easy. And, um, you know, props to her for for switching it up and just like making an album where it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm my best self now. And, you know, in my in my vision and I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun and. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Fire. No, seriously. And, like, plus, like, the, the tracks are just insane. Like, Pick Up Your Feelings is such yep. a soulful song. And I just really like how, like, um, she kind of treats, like, his feelings like, like, like old shit that he left at her house or something. You know, like, come over here, pick up your keys, like, pick up your shirt, pick up your feelings, too, while you're at it. Like, yeah, pick, pick up your feelings. Take them, take yeah. them away. I don't want take them. Take them away, because I, I don't need them anymore. I have no use for them. I have feelings for somebody else. Or feeling exactly. for myself. Happiness for myself. And Happiness none of your herself. business. Yeah, which is why, like, I think, like, why uh, Put It Down, which we talked about before, is just, like, it's so powerful because, like, she's, she's like, you know, it's, like, her power is her sexuality throughout, like, this whole album and even, like, on Put It Down. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's just, she's owning it. Like, she just is, like, super prideful of it, which, you know, I just appreciate, you know. Shout out to Toxic Queens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because no, she, pay, she toxic. <laughs> it is power, though, because she, you know, I it mean, that, that guy thinks that he's the catching the W's, but at, at the end of the day, you know, it's her car. It's her money. She's paying for the dinners. You know what I mean? She's getting pleasure out of it. It's like she's getting she's getting just as much as he has. He is. And, you know, she's on top. She's the queen. And he's a king, but he's like a broke king. And she's the rich queen. And it's like, you know, flipping the whole flipping the, the roles. It's like together they shall rule. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they shall rule. Yeah. Um, but as we move up, JPEG Mafia LP um, offline version. I didn't know this existed until I saw Fantana's review. So 
I, I shout out Fantano like every single podcast. Shout out him again, bro, because for bringing this to my attention. Because I saw all these tracks that like uh, that I didn't know about um, in Fantano's like favorite tracks, and I I went and checked out the offline version because the original is good, but it has like bald on it, and it has like uh, a couple songs from last year that were like, like covered in money, which are like two years old, and I was like, why are these on the album? And you find out it's because the offline version exists, and the offline version has all these samples that like he wasn't able to clear. And that is some of the most fired material. Hazard Duty Pay, especially. Fire. Fire, 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 fire. Big fire. This album is amazing. I love, you know, again, it's his best album, in my opinion, because he's still keeping up with all the trends and he's still able to reference all these things, but it's not as gimmicky as, uh, or like um, as much of a gimmick as it was on like Veteran, where it was kind of like, you know, uh, my thoughts on Neo Gap Die or I'm really happy that Morrissey's dead or whatever, where it's like edgy. This is just more simple. This is more about him. It's not about, you know, his, his, uh, it's not about his, uh, uh, reactions to things. It's just kind of more like a look into the man himself, like a look past his reactionary stuff, a look past his like edginess into like the man himself. And like his mind is crazy and the way he thinks of things is amazing. And the song, um, um, Rebound helped me get through a breakup. Uh, you know, this is, this is the song that really flipped the switch for me. I had a recent, I had a lot of recent issues with, with certain things that I'm not going to get into. Um, but I listened to the song Rebound and that was the one that snapped me out of it. So shout out to JPEG Mafia for that one. Um, St. Vincent Daddy's Home. Uh, great song, great album. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this extensively on the pod with Eve uh, a while back. It's yeah, called yeah, uh, Let Nas Down. Yep. Yeah, we had a whole episode dedicated to uh, talking about this album. Yep. Um, yeah, so no surprise. It's so high up on our list. Um, it's just arranged beautifully. Um, honestly, like I really appreciate how like instead of just getting the 70s aesthetic, she dove in headfirst and created something that just like it sounds new but also has that classic sound. Yeah, definitely. It's just so great, like, um, and plus, like, I just really like like a lot of the songs. Like, even title track "Daddy's Home" is is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. The whole thing is like a trip. Like her storytelling too is great, and plus, like the meaning behind too the title of "Daddy's Home" is pretty cool too. Yeah, it's super well done. Um, she did a really great job on this album. It's definitely her best since "Strange Mercy," which is like uh, saying a lot because that album came out like ten years ago. And um, I, I've been a avid St. Vincent fan ever since her self-titled. I saw I'd traveled to all the way to Chicago to go see her at Pitchfork Music Festival. She was amazing there. And um, the St. Vincent self-titled is a good album, but it has a lot of flaws. This is just very fatless. It's like really well done. It's really blown out and it's long. And that's that's a risk because you can have some duds in the track listing, but they're really pretty much are none. And I love the way that she retcons. She goes back into the 70s and she like... In the same way that Jasmine Sullivan did with her album, makes it about the women, makes it about like, okay, well, I'm back in the 70s now. I'm daddy. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Women are on top over here. All the women that she shouts out, like uh, Joni Mitchell and Marilyn Monroe, tells their stories, things that were hidden, things that were like, in the, in the 70s, there were a lot of bad things that happened to women and they were treated like shit. And, um, you know, her, she goes back and doesn't save them or anything, but, you know, you can't do that. But it's like, she kind of just reinvents what the seventies is instead of being a masculine and, you know, era, like, like the way that Silk Sonic does it. It's like, she made it feminine and it's, it's beautiful. Great, great album. Um, and it's another one that's personally about her, not about the thing she's reacting to in the same way that the JPEG one is great. Uh, Cardi, whole lot of red. I'm going to put an asterisk here because this is, you know, 20, 2020 technically. But, but, um, yeah, no surprise. I mean, our first episode was about this album. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was just incredible, uh, what he was able to do. I mean, like, um, 
I personally like dye lead a little bit more, but I do the I do I can appreciate a whole lot of red. Um, Playboy Cardi like really personifies as like a, like a vampire, like a monster. Like he's like mm-hmm. ready out for blood. Like even like Roscar, uh, Rockstar made when he's like like the intro track is just like sure like it sounds like he's not saying much, but like you know when he's like doing the course of like never too much, mm-hmm. never too much. Like it's just excess of being like a rock star because like you know he really is just a rock star now. Like he's yeah. killing it. Right he has now. a guitar on stage. Like it's crazy. He really evolved. Mm-hmm. He really evolved. He switched up his swag to such a degree because he used to be like a sound, like a quote unquote cloud rapper, SoundCloud rapper. He was in the he was in the background while Pierre was like killing it on the beats, and he did great. You know what I mean? And 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 Dial It definitely put him more into the spotlight and did did you know um, a half version of this in my opinion, but a whole lot of red went all the way with it. And I'm gonna declare it now. I think that whole lot of red is my favorite Cardi project. <clears throat> I mm-hmm. think. I. I think I might. I kind of agree with you. I want to agree with you just because, like, uh, it's just so it's so much more like you're saying, like more raw, like yeah. more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely more visceral in that way. But like, I'm, I don't know, man. I just love. Uh, <laughs> I just love dial it. <laughs> I, I, understandable. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. But you know, it's bound to change. But like, honestly, like I really liked how like he was able to take this vampire aesthetic and like darkness and death and like all this like kind of like metal shit and able to bring it into like the world of, of rap and do it so well like he did what mario judah dreams to do <laughs> yeah i know mario judah <laughs> and mario judah it's just so funny to see him like completely fall off like after just like cardi drop the album cardi drop the album and then he dropped it and it was amazing and then it's like wait oh i don't like your album i'm gonna make a better one and it's like you're living in the shadow where, of him where is it yeah where is it bro <laughs> you haven't dropped it and like you know what i mean nobody cares anymore it's just like it's that was a very cursed thing that he did he really fucked up everything and um you know he could have been on mr rage and you know his version of mr rage is great but uh he could have been on that song he fucked it up that's a that's a classic example of what we don't want to do is uh you know get a lot of attention in the music industry with being angry and then uh alienate everybody so that's a complete opposite goal we're anti mario judah in that way uh (laughs) as far as yeah. yeah he's funny as far as the pathway goes i got nothing wrong with the guy but as far as his path in the music industry goes he 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 fumbled the bag pretty hard yeah, he really did. And and just to talk, too, about uh, being a hater, too. Like, we're not haters. We just, like... <laughs> we're <laughs> just like, if something... Yeah, if, if something's like, deserves the criticism, like, we'll mention it. But it's not like, you know, we hate these artists at the end of the day. I mean, hell, you saw we gave Justin Bieber, like, an F, but we gave him one of the top of the songs of the, of the year. You mm-hmm. know, like, just because... Just because an album's bad doesn't mean like every song's bad, or well, in this case it was because it wasn't even on the album. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you, you know what I mean? It's just like we're we're totally trying not to be biased or anything. Like, good music is good music is good music. Yeah, I and mean, we even get Taylor uh, Swift uh, spot on here, and and it wasn't a reluctant spot. I'm gonna just tell you, I put her at at level, I put her at 100, and Kanye at number one, just to troll people. You know what I mean? I, I had her at 96. I was like, let me just bump her down to 100. Let me just troll people, but. I gave her a spot because I think that's a great song. And I think I think what we're trying to do with this page is, again, not have biases. And, and when we do insult someone and insult someone and go after them, but then they drop a banger, we give them credit for it. Like the same, like pretty much what Troy was just saying, where it's just like, this is the song that we, this is the type of music and song that we would like you to make. I would love Kid Leroy to only do synth pop. Like that would be good for mm-hmm. me. He should just do that. Him and Justin Bieber should just make a synth pop album, like, or something. And it would yeah, be great. I mean, hell, like now would be the time to do that. You know what I mean? For like, real. Synth pop becoming like the most popular thing, at least up and coming sound right now. 
But uh, anyway, we digress. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- this album's sick. Uh, King King Vamp's sick. Oh yeah, Punk <laughs> Cardi, right? Punk Monk. Yeah, <laughs> fucking um, Sky. I I love Sky. Even though they became like a TikTok song, but like it was a well all these songs TikTok became TikTok song. songs. Yeah. <laughs> this is again yeah, anti. Right? This is anti art. It infiltrated the mainstream. TikTok is such a platform that like is for like yeah pop music and you know it evolved from musically, which is all like you know Justin Bieber type music. But it like infiltrated it in ways like he, he had a five minute song just like rattling off uh, people that he used to be fuck with or still fucks with or whatever. And it became like a trend, you know, on TikTok. It's just like he really like he really infiltrated. He made TikTok a platform that was tolerable this year, for my, in my opinion, like mu- with mu- music wise, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, moving up. Uh, uh, number two, Arca Kick 3. Um amazing uh you know I, what what else do i have to say about arca i talked i've talked about her at length i've talked about her music at length i've seen her i've taken the pictures you have all seen it you know that we love arca it's no we're simping after arca it's no uh no surprise at this point no surprise uh, honestly if we have an episode with a with a meme title as one of our podcast episodes it's on this list <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely <laughs> except for the ed sheeran one <laughs> Except for that one, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I like the what was I like the your post about your article about it, the whole lot of Ed. Uh, I thought that was a, I thought that was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a fun one. It's revolutionary. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You're a, you know, literally like I, I as soon as I saw it, I stood up and clapped. I was like, <laughs> thanks, man. A lot of Ed. <laughs> Genius. Genius. Uh, all right, we got five minutes left in our in our. And in our hour and 58 minute thing, bro. This is crazy. All right. We're almost there. <laughs> almost there, guys. Okay. We got five more minutes. Left. Okay. Arca, just wanted to shout out a couple things. Senorita, as I mentioned, great song. Skull Queen, great song. Great hyper pop song. Uh, uh, she she really put uh, her whole everything into this album. Really just like absolutely killed it. Deconstructed hyper pop rap, electronic music, chamber music. Just like swirling into one uh, meat grinder. And you should just come out with this infected, insane, uh, 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 violent, but also very sweet at certain points. Uh, insane. Just her, honestly, it's her best album. I, I used to think Arca, Arca, you know, the um, self-titled was her best. This is my favorite. This is the best. This is the shit. This might even move up to my number one spot as like, my personal number one spot as months go on. Uh, but I digress. Um, amazing. Uh, and number one, something that we can both agree on. Uh, as being at least in the top 10 i don't know what you would personally put as your number one album but you know Mm -hmm. i think that this embodies everything that we um stand at this page and i wanted to put something that was indie in the top album spot because we had you know Mm -hmm. in the top song spot we had a pop song so yeah from philadelphia too and Um, from philly i think this wraps all of our interests in one (laughs) full circle yeah um so philly local philly band spirit of the beehives entertainment death is the number one album of the year Number one. So the reason, yeah, the reason why is because, um, yeah, it is just like a crazy, like I've never heard an album like this before. No, it's amazing. Yeah. It it really is just amazing. It's just like a crazy journey from start to finish. And even just seeing them like live to perform this, like it was just crazy. Just like the type of music they're making and just like how it all sounds like, like, just craziness in their own separate ways, but how they're able to still come together and just create like a homogenous sound. That's just like, wow. Like this feels like I, like I've been in this moment before, you know, but even though you don't understand what's going on. Yeah, no, they, they just explore these catchy sounds and they like capture all of these things in one, you know, crazy 
I keep saying the word crazy, but they capture all these sounds and this just like really streamlined, as Troy said, like um, moment of, of time. And, and and the way that they capture um, um, moments between being awake and being asleep better than any album, most art that I've seen. I think the only thing comparable is like Twin Peaks. Like the only thing, yeah, the only thing comparable is like Twin Peaks. Like the way that they totally just like went through and it just like, it's almost like being on an ambient and trying to stay up. And and in between you're like watching like these VHS tapes and you don't know what's real, what's actually on the TV. If the, if the guy in the TV calling to you is like, is that real or is that a hallucination? It just like embodies all of that, all of these different sounds, you know, they, again, and they do whatever they want and it sounds amazing. And, um, I remember when I was at my old job before I quit, I put this in my headphones and I blasted this from start to finish and I was blown away. And, um, I put this at that point, I gave this an A and I was like, this is, this is the anti-art top album. And I'd like to see anything compete against this and nothing. Arco's the only one that's came close in my opinion. And, um, yeah, this is, uh, I, I, these, these guys, these guys and, and girl, cause there's a girl in the band need to be more popular. They need to have, they need to be, get more exposure. Um, they need to be out there more. Um, they need to be the top shit just in the same way that I feel like Genesis Arca, uh, all these people need to be mm-hmm. the top. They're, they're just pushing the boundary, you know, because like, mm-hmm. cause, you know, I feel like nowadays everything's just like it's just like you know, oh, this sounds like an alternative song. This sounds like an alternative like album. This sounds like a rap song. This sounds like a rap album. And these artists are able to just like kind of bend the genres a little bit and able to like create something new. Like, like this feels like like a you know like, like technically like, I see like on like lists that they're counting as like an alternative album. But it just it just seems like it's much more than that. Like it just seems like it, it like burst through the envelope so far that it could be kind of like anything it really like wants it to be. Yeah. It's a true alternative. It's the alternative to everything. Alternative to all music. That's what I love mm-hmm. so much about this this specific album, Entertainment Death. And uh we're actually at our time limit. Uh <laughs> an hour and fifty eight minute time limit. I don't know how we did it. Wow. We did it. We did it, guys. We, 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 did we it. got our money's worth this month. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> this is gonna be the last episode of the year. Um, shout out everybody. Um, uh, again, R.I.P. Draco the Ruler, uh, R.I.P. Virgil Abloh, R.I.P. Sophie. Anybody that we're forgetting, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it's been a it's been a wild whirlwind of a year, and I'm happy to have spent it with you guys. Uh, love you guys. I hope t- for big things in the future. I'm gonna put a whole bunch of donation links in the in the thing because I think we should give back and uh, get vaccinated, get your boosters, stay safe out there. Bye. Oh, anything else, Troy? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me talk in the last like, couple of seconds. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody, uh, listening throughout the year. It's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. I can't wait for uh, the uh, the actual next season. Um, yeah, like thank you all for listening. Like we, it's crazy how like we just started this as like you know just like an independent thing. We didn't think we'd be able to grow this far and this quickly. It's all because of you guys. Uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for you know like talking us up and thanks for you know talking to us in the comments like honestly thank you guys you guys are the best yeah i love you guys thanks for buying the shirts crazy to have a, a logo that we made and it's on and it's on shirts now and uh yeah it's crazy just seeing something that we made is finally in in real life not just on the computer or on our phones yeah seriously like it just like i don't know it, it, it like doesn't if it feel like a- I feel like we're in a dream. We're like we're in entertainment death. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it's the world we're in. It's it's a it's a mirror. The best music, 
uh, just want to wrap it up. I, I'll cut a couple of minutes off of this. The best music and the best art uh, reflects life back back on us and, and, our, and our ugly realities or our beautiful realities in the same way, again, Come to Life did in the same way that Entertainment Death did in the same way that Twin Peaks uh, The Return did. Uh, it's It takes the zeitgeist and it shoots it back at us in, in ways that you know we don't expect. So, uh, and that's anti-art. Bye. Shit. All right. <laughs> Man, that did about to say, bro. I think we just blacked out in the booth.